0: Failure is the condiment that gives success its flavour. Ladies, gentlemen, variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles Carter of Mars, and today I am joined by Bookeru Banzai himself. It's Gadget. Hello, Stig, Captain, and the World of Tomorrow. Hello, <laughs> Matthew Broderick's Biggie Zilla. Hello, hello, and last but not least, the star of Eragon. It's Candy.
1: All right, Babbers, it's me, Candy. <gasps> do you like that, Stig?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: She's exactly, it's hard to tell <laughs> who's doing it. I know, exactly.
2: She's Sounds back. exactly the same it's as me. It's not the boy zone
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready. But before we move on, we've got some corporate shilling to do, haven't we, Stig?
2: Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. And by that, uh, we mean our patron. Uh, if you go to www.patreon.com forward slash modern escapism, on there you'll see everything that we have to offer with our patrons. We have three different tiers. The first is £5 a month, Modern Escapees. You'll get an extended edition of this episode every week, as well as at least one monthly special and any other specials that we are doing. We also do a Dungeons and Dragons play co- podcast called Do Dragons Dream of Scott Sheep? And for £5 a month, the Scott Sheep tier will get you early access, ad free versions of the podcast, as well as any artwork, battle maps, original music, character sheets, and anything we do for the show. And you'll also be able to suggest uh, character names and NPCs and item names for gadgets in the campaign. And if you're feeling flush, the Biggie Bundle is £7.50, and that gets you everything.
0: Oh, yes. All of me. (laughs) Thank you very much there, Stig. So, without further ado, let's just find out what we've all been doing this week. It's been a a crazy old week. It has for me, but I don't know about for
4: you guys. So, Gadget, what have you been up to, pal? Uh, It's been quite a quiet week for me, actually. um... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I finished um, Shift, which is the uh, second book in the the Silo Saga, so the follow-up to Wool that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, that was tense and that was cracking I really liked it it was brilliant uh, so I've started Dust which is the finale of the trilogy um, mm. and that one's kicked off like within the first five chapters it's just all kicked off it's great um, me and Pit have been re-watching The Office the US version mm-hmm. um, we were just bored and just randomly put it on it somewhere in the middle of season 5 and we're coming towards the middle of season 7 at this point yeah I mean it's classic it's funny I really enjoy it um yeah, it just it it's nice kind of background watching. You know, you, you can have it on there. The gags are pretty funny. The performances are all good. We've all worked with people like the people in that. So, <laughs> <laughs> do pods. The, <laughs> mm, the main thing I wanted to talk about is uh, today. I went back to Fallout Four for the first time in two years. Hey. Because we've been talking about it. <laughs> yes, so after the after the rant I had about Sean uh, on last week's podcast. Yes, um, I have. I also, have feelings. <laughs> We'll get to those, <laughs> and uh, also because I've been watching uh, many true nerds, you only live once playthrough, which is fucking hilarious, and I would really get, I would uh, recommend everybody watch that one. Uh, I just felt the felt the desire to go back to it, so I loaded up a save that i last touched in 2019, um, and this was from a challenge run I was doing when I, when I was trying to break back into YouTube, which was uh, melee only, no projectile weapons, no laser weapons. It was just just hand to hand melee combat. So basically, Skyrim but in Fallout yeah um and i was at level 20 or something like that and i'm completely overpowered and wrecking shit inside out and upside down because there are a selection of perks that you can take throughout um, as you level up your character which improve things for instance one of the big downsides to being a melee only character is when you want to attack someone you have to get very close to them and they usually notice that (laughs) so there's one of the perks i think it's big leagues or Something like that. I can't remember which one precisely it is, but basically, uh, when you use the VAT system, the automatic targeting, it kind of teleports you to them. Isn't that a big it's hitter? A big hitter. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it kind of teleports to them. So you know, I, I I get within twenty foot of somebody, I hit the VATS button, it gives me my 95 percent to hit them, and I just blink from where where yep. I was to them and stab them in the back. Uh, oh. Also, also perks like ninja, which um, gives you like enhanced damage on sneak attacks, and then obviously then putting. Uh, Experience points into you know s- stealth stuff, so you can hide in.
0: Are you not? Are you not allowing yourself to use the uh, the mysterious stranger?
4: No, no, I'm not using mysterious stranger because oh. that's a gun. No, but he's using it, not you. Uh it's still a gun. <laughs> um, so, so so at the at the minute I'm alternating between uh, a legendary weapon called pick Pikman's Blade, which is um, it looks like a, just a Bowie knife. Um, but it inflicts uh, bleed damage really quickly. So I can one-shot um, Death Claws, a huge, Ow. massive lizard wow. enemies. Just one-shot them and just watch the health bar just drain down. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, and I've also got a super sledge, which is a sledgehammer with a rocket on the back of it. Of course. Well, I meant one
3: that went down snow and stuff. Oh, that would be awesome.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. No, so, yeah, so a sledgehammer with just with a rocket on just to, just to enhance the swinging ability of it. It's fucking incredible. But what I know is, like, I've had this game since it came out, and this is like, I had it on PlayStation Four, and now I'm playing it on PC. Um, the game still manages to, manages to surprise me. So I was texting Candy about this earlier today. Um, I was just milling around near Oberland Station, and I found a crashed alien UFO. Did you not know? Notice that notice that Never noticed that. You can Six see it. Crash. I've been playing the game. You can actually yeah, well, see that's it. What crash. The, well, that's what happened. I, I was I was down the south end of the map, and um, I saw it like fly over the top of me. And then I went and found it around Oberland Station. It's just like, oh, I didn't know this was here. Yeah, and you I get a weapon that you can't use in your yeah. playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Um uh what what else what else I know is I found a vault that I'd I'd never encountered before, vault eighty eight. Fuck that vault. Why? It, what's it, happening what's happening there? It's um you, you go in and it's basically it's it's kind of halfway collapsed. There's a there's a there's a ghoul um running it, the the overseer has been turned into a ghoul. Oh um but as you um, kind of explore, she's, she encourages you to, like, uh, clear out rubble and, like, explore the whole vault. Mm. Um, so, you, so, I mean, bear in mind, I'm a melee build as well, so I'm clearing out rubble, dealing with mole rats, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I get to a point where, like, it, it, like, a big chapter points in it, I clear out the rubble, and five rad scorpions turn up. And if you <laughs> want to wear a fallout, rad scorpions are what they sound like they're giant scorpions and there was five of them and there was me by myself with me little knife and rad isn't short for <laughs> radical
5: <laughs> no it's yeah. radioactive
4: so yeah fuck fuck that vault i, I, I died and then i reloaded and i it out of there it's like no 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 love you can just deal with your rad scorpions it's fine i don't want to <laughs> deal with that shit um and yeah just like just I, I like exploring the world like it's not the best fallout game um, I think I still think the best Fallout game is New Vegas, but it's the best Fallout world to play in. Like, yeah, when you play, when you go back and play New Vegas, you're very aware that you're running on really old technology, and it's like mm. it's quite barren, brown. Whereas there, are, I don't care about the brownness, but it's just that there's, they got huge tracks of nothing. Yeah. in in the game, yeah. whereas with with Fallout Four, they've got so many things like random encounters or like just random buildings or just little bits of storytelling. Like you can walk up to the bit where there's. There's a chair, a table, and a set of binoculars set up over a settlement, and you're like, there's this tiny little bit of storytelling, mm. or um, a, a shack that's been built on a hill overlooking another settlement that's full of gas bottles with uh, pipes in them to launch them out, and you can just send an <laughs> aerial assault at, at, at a settlement if you want. You know, it's like it, it's full of all these random little details, and the world kind of feels quite alive. As I say it's not the best Fallout game, but it's definitely the best kind of looter shooter RPG it's I think looking. I've played I, I, to be fair Fallout 76 does look better but... oh I only played 10 minutes
1: <laughs> it's got 16 no, no, times Fa- the detail
4: mm. now Fallout 76 is a much better looking game it's just dull to play there's just not a lot going on there and I'm not really big into the base building stuff so or playing in survival mode so it kind of lost yeah, it appeal quite that. quickly for me um, but no, I, I really like it, and it's just—it's a nice comfort to to go back and play. I may start a new, a full new playthrough where I can use guns. That would I, be nice. I
0: actually wouldn't mind, you. Maybe maybe some point in time, you streaming that for us for our benefit, like because yeah. you're quite a descriptive person when you're playing those kind of games, and you'll, you'll you'll talk us all through it and that it'd be nice. Yeah, especially for people who've never played it before.
4: It's a it's it's a fun game. I like it, and I, I just like I like fucking around in the Commonwealth and just seeing what happens. Yeah, w- w- wander into a house, find a load of raiders, murder them all, leave.
0: Well, as you know. we've mentioned, the main plot is not the thing to do in that game. <laughs>
4: no, just <fuck laughs> go do what you want. You do the you do maybe the first two hours of the plot until the game yeah. says right off you go do what you want, and then you just go and murder everything. Mm. But yeah, no, it's great. I
0: love it. Excellent, great choice, great picks, great. Really easy week for you. Uh, um, I'm going to go to me because that's who I can see underneath gadget. Um, I have got two computer games to discuss. Oh no, computer games! Oh, gamer! Yeah.
2: Right, the first one. <laughs> this is finally admitting it. Mm. Yes, it's the first right. step, isn't it? At, at G-
3: Gameable noodles. <laughs>
5: <Yeah. laughs> Hi, my name Noodles. the first step I'm a gamer. admittance. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, wow. And I've been playing games for 30 years. Oh, dear. Yeah, I, the first one, uh, I just want to talk briefly because I've not finished it. And the second one, I've not finished it, but I've played a lot more of. The first one's called The Artful Escape. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of this. It's yep. brand new. It's on the, the old Game Pass currently. Um, it's, it's, it's published by Annapurna, so there's a little bit of a seal of quality there. And it's developed by uh, a team called uh, Beethoven and Dinosaur. which is a great name for a game studio. Uh, It's also um, directed or created by Johnny Galvatron from the Australian rock band The Galvatrons. So basically what this is, The Artful Escape, it's the uh, coming-of-age story of a young man named Francis Vendetti. He looks like a typical hipster. When you walk around Camden or, I don't know, the hipper parts of where you all live, I'm too frank. There's there's not many hipsters in (laughs) (laughs) Leeds. This is where I live. (laughs) Maybe Leeds. Maybe in Leeds, yeah. A lot of hipsters. So denim jackets, your your little glasses on and stuff like that. But the funny thing is everyone in this uh, video game wears glasses, which is funny. It's nice. But the game is a guitar, David Bowie-esque odyssey. So if you like guitars, you'll love this game. Basically, uh, Francis doesn't want to um, be in the same shadows of his um, Bob Dylan-esque uncle that was world famous and uh, country country singer and folk folk music, not country music, folk music singer. And everyone's expecting his nephew to follow in his footsteps. But re- really, what he wants to do is play funky, shredding solos and Jimi Hendrix-style stuff. So it goes on this fucking wild, wild, like acid-induced space odyssey playing guitars. Remember Guitaru, man? Yeah. Imagine that, but not not difficult. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so it's it's fundamentally it's a platforming game. Which don't let that put you off. It's also an exploration game, similar to like uh, remember Into the Woods and things like that. Yeah, where you're going around, you you start knowing everyone that lives in your village and stuff like that. Um, but there's a neat trick uh, at some at the beginning of the game. You meet the alien Zom, and this alien comes down and tells you that you're the one, you're the chosen one, and he gives you this alien guitar that can light up any electrical bulb in the vicinity and set fireworks off. Just it's hard for me to explain it to you. But are you sure you haven't been taking acid? I'm positive. I mean. <laughs> Not for many, many years, and then it's fucking wild. And then, oh yeah, and then Zom then brings down your your new mentor, Lightman, played by Kyle Weathers.
3: Fuck. Wow. Yeah. So he comes not down. Not see from, that coming.
0: He comes down from space like Jimmy Hendrix, but Carl Weathers' voice. Um, basically, it's Wes Anderson meets just acid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite quaint. It's a nice story. The voice acting's all great. There's uh, Lena Headey. She's in it. Jason Swartzman, Mark Strong, Michael Johnston. It's really strong cast, and it's just fucking fantastical. Like the the the, the platform bits are they're, they're quite similar to like early Rayman. Do you know? Where it's just basically yeah. you, ju- you jump you jump over gaps. But at any point you can. Start shredding the guitar. And rather than being bored of just going down these platforms, you can just be shredding while you're doing it. And, and and the and the the actual solos that you're making and the shredding goes with the music. Whatever's playing in the background, it syncs perfectly. Oh, it's, oh, just nice. so, it's so fucking good. And then you have boss battles, which are like guitar offs. And it's just, oh my, it's so it's like it, it, it's cosmic, it's fucking. Like I said, Bad Acid Trips, Good Acid Trips, Magic Mushrooms. It's it's just fucking wild. You should play it. Um, <laughs> I've not quite finished it yet, but there's some fucking shocking things that happen in it. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got any interest in rock music, even, even if you're into folk music, there's some of that in it, but that's mainly the butt of the jokes. Uh, it's, just, it's just really good, and it's on Game Pass. But the main thing I want to talk about is something a bit more weeby. Oh, Uh-oh. a big game launched this week. A big oh dear. game will launch this week. It's called Tales of Arise. <laughs> oh, it, this is a action Japanese role playing game, and Stig's already asleep. Oh, <laughs> I have managed to put five hours into it today because I haven't been able to play it since Friday. It came out Friday. Um. It's really good so far. Uh strong strong um start. It's the 17th entry to the franchise. So, yeah, there's a lot of them, but similar to your games like Final Fantasy and stuff, they're not linked in any way shape or form.
3: Did not realize there was that many?
0: Oh, they just, they were just at one point they were throwing them out mate. Sometimes two a year. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them are not very good, but this one really strong strong start. Strong five hours. Now, something funny really did happen though. I've been playing for about four hours, and at the I think it's like four hour mark, the main titles came up. Oh,
4: <laughs> so wow. I think this is going to be a long one. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think this sounds like it's going to be a long one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It got
4: anything on how long to beat yet?
0: Oh, God knows. But yeah, it's just it's just a really 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 strong JRPG. But it's it's kind of good for people that don't want to play jrpgs in a weird way because it's got it's got essences of like devil may cry so like it's proper action combat like you press a button and like it uses um rb on the xbox pad so it's the same like as uh dark souls no i mean you press up you'll swing you'll swing uh and it's not random battles because a lot of people don't like that either there's big open maps it's not open world because it's separated by loading screens, but it's quite open world, kinda. Gorgeous to look at. Um, I'd say graphically, it's probably better looking than Dragon Quest Eleven, but it doesn't have the art style of that. Do you know what I mean? It's got better like physics and like ray trace. I don't even know if it's ray tracing, but it's got reflections. <laughs> it's got good reflections and good shadows and good lighting and stuff like that, but. It's very anime, so if you don't like if you don't like anime, you, it might be a stretch.
4: So on, on on how on how long to beat and bear in mind the game's been out at the time of recording three days. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently, a rushed playthrough of the main story will take you forty hours and fifty five minutes.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, and a, a main plus extras will take you at least sixty two hours.
5: Mm. It's
4: only a quick one, then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, J- JRPG
0: standards, yeah. Mm, it's not very long, but I'm, I'm just it's, what it is. The, the star is pretty. It's actually pretty mature and clever as an anime style JRPG goes. Uh, you play as a man who's called Iron Mask because he's got an iron mask on and he can't take it off. Now, guess what? He's got amnesia.
4: You of course know. he's got amnesia. Of course he's got
0: amnesia. It. You wouldn't have believed it. So he doesn't know who he is. But he's also immune to pain. He can't feel pain.
4: And It's going to make the battle system a bit annoying, isn't oh, it? Oh, he can die. <laughs> he,
3: oh,
0: okay. can, he can fucking die. Uh, but he, he can't feel pain. And he meets up with a, a girl, and quite the opposite. If you touch her, she causes tremendous pain, and she could potentially kill you. Like Rogue oh, from X Men, that kind of thing. Now Iron Mask, he can touch her without feeling pain. So there's also there's going to be a romance blooming there, isn't there? The only person in the world that can touch her, and they go off on an adventure together. Um, I'm getting um, and I don't know if I'm I'm at straws or anything like that, but I'm getting this is going to sound wild, this because it's a proper fantasy RPG, but I'm getting Matrix vibes to this. I've got a, really? Yeah, I've got a feeling the 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 world that I am in is not quite what it
4: seems. There's been hints to it. So like every anime game ever.
0: Yeah, I've got a feeling this is going to do the uh the kingdom hearts thing of breaking away from the game and breaking the fourth wall. But yeah, so far it's 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 the battle system man, it's just incredible. If you've played the likes of Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, those type of games it's it's a stripped a more streamlined version of that, but that's just how, how it plays. Really fun. You've got to be on your toes, and you can play as any of the characters that you find. You can you can make them your main character, but you only control one character at once. Um, you can rather than having summons like on some JRPGs, with this your party are your summons, so they can come in and do super special attacks and stuff. It's really good, but like I said, I'm only five or so hours in, and it might absolutely fall off a cliff so <laughs> <laughs> take that with a pinch of salt but yeah tales of arise i uh, i like it so far so
3: i think the generally everyone reviewed it really well didn't they
0: it's the, the probably best reviewed out of the whole franchise so yeah really strong scars um yeah it's just really good i've got i'm playing it on the xbox series s by the way and it's it's gorgeous you get to choose which graphic style you want if you want 60 fps or graphics blah 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 it's really good, really good. If you don't like turn-based strategy, like RPGs and stuff like that, you probably will like this. If you don't
2: like anime, you definitely won't like this.
3: Stiggy was queuing <laughs> up outside Game to buy it at midnight.
2: I'm sure he was. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like anime, just not. I don't know when it comes to my games. Maybe it's just it's just the JRPG element. I'm not. I mm. grinding and. Spending oh, I, I've not had to shit. grind once on this, which has surprised
0: me. I found it quite easy. You're
4: only four hours into it. You've pract- you've only just seen the title screen. Yeah, but I've killed like five bosses. Yeah, you're not in grinding territory yet. Get ready.
5: <laughs> Get ready. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's really good. I,
0: I I've, I've seen it cheap as well. I've seen it some places thirty-five quid. And I don't know about it on PlayStation Five. Probably not on that.
3: Triple it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, that's what I've been doing this week, and and I've been super busy. So I would have had it completed normally. Even if, even though it came out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Biggie. What you've been up to? Yeah,
3: there's so a few things I want to cover, but obviously gonna talk very really quickly about them. I'm currently playing a bit of Inside, which I've never played before.
4: Ooh, good game.
3: Really enjoying that. That's really cool. I played um, Limbo um earlier in the year. <laughs> really enjoyed that. And it's the same people and I love the vibe. I really like it Inside at moments. Really, I have no idea really what's going on, but I'm loving it. I think it's really cool. So oh, it, I thought, all,
0: it all comes together, don't worry. I'm
3: sure, I'm sure. But yeah, really rocking that. Um, my Dark Souls stream on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened? Boy. Did that start off badly or what? I was really struggling. <laughs> it had been a, a few weeks, I think, since I streamed, and it was not going well. And uh, thanks to majority of the people, actually, um, who I'm speaking to now, were really supportive. A couple of friendly arseholes, Sly Reflex, and M-Flem were sledging me. But it was sort of pushing me forward. And then just before I thought I was going to quit, <laughs> I did it. I actually pulled it off. I don't know quite how it happened. Yeah. It all came together, and I moved on. So, Did yes, you go up the fun. elevator? Um, I met the big chest that everyone what? was referring to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for,
4: for, for, for the benefit of the listeners, it was all and smoke you were fighting. Yes.
3: Yeah. Big chest um, ahead. So now I've got this warp thing where I can go from all the, the fire pits or whatever you call them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've just I stopped it there because I was sort of overwhelmed by the fact that I'd actually done it.
4: You're halfway through <laughs> the game. <laughs> and you, you, you have beaten the hardest boss in the game. By yeah, far. I felt
3: like it, man. And yeah, I, I can understand why people probably could have dropped off there because I was. You're really halfway through to...
4: now, though, mate. You're getting there.
3: Do yeah. you know what? I like the game. Like I said before, yeah. it's just. and you. You've it's unlocked the DLC you know.
4: now as well. So if you want, want to really challenge yourself,
3: oh yeah,
4: oh yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. Go to do the Atari's DLC now. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Well, the the, the
4: the best the best thing as well is to unlock the to get to the DLC, and this is something I've always thought was hilarious with the way Dark Souls does DLC. It's it doesn't just like open an extra room. No, oh, no. You have to no. You to, to get to the DLC, you have to kill a non-boss boss character then speak to the ghost of a dead woman, and then go to a different location, get a bit of jewellery, go back to her, and then walk back, walk into the lake behind the thing that you just killed to get to the DLC. And then go meet it's a mushroom. So com- it's <laughs> And no, nowhere in the game does it actually tell you this. It's so convoluted, wow. and the portal to get to the DLC is like right out, it's out of sight. And it's, so it's some it's of the like best content some, as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like you would go into the game and go, oh, there's a door I can't get through. Maybe there's a puzzle to get it. No, it's fucking hidden behind a fucking
3: Hydra. Mm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so dumb.
3: So, yeah, I may, I may need some advice when I come around to that, hopefully, if I, I keep going. Um, I did
1: have a bit of a feeling when you got to about a third of the way through the last um, the last fight that that was going to be the one because you changed the way you were moving. You were kind of strafing to and from the um, column. I was like, this feels like this is the right thing to do. But I'd I run think,
3: out of tactics at that yeah, point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it was the right one. Yeah. Um, but I think somebody in chat—it might have been you actually—oodles said you can miss this boss by jumping down the stairs, and a lot of us said no, just have the satisfaction of doing it. You'll feel better about yourself. And then twenty fights in, I was like, oh mate, just jump down the stairs.
5: No, you don't, you don't
0: <laughs> skip the legendary. boss. You, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, well. you don't skip the boss. You just you just make the boss run way quicker. Right. Yeah, but uh, I could no, jump over the stairs. I was. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But so, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you like the, uh, the trick at the, uh, the, when you killed one of them that you had to kill a bigger one of them?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd already seen that about four <laughs> oh, times you? already. It was oh. getting to the point where I was just like, yeah, here we go. But when it first appears, you're like, oh, shit, what's going yeah. on here? they all the old but, yeah, I apologise to all those that enjoy playing it and find it offensive the way I'm playing, but I'm trying really hard. It's really offensive, yeah. I know, I know. But uh, the other two things I wanted to talk about are slightly related. Um, they happened yesterday. Um, I want to refer- talk about um, the great job that Emma Raducanu did yesterday, which was absolutely superb. What I don't think I know result. who that is. <laughs> She's an 18-year-old British um, tennis player. Um, oh. She basically qualified for the US Open, and she had to basically play the most amount of matches that anyone can ever do in an Open. Oh, that- Basically, she played 10 matches every qualifying round to get through To then go through all the different stages. In one day? No. Over the (laughs) three weeks. I don't know how
0: tennis works. I don't know how tennis works. Over the three weeks. It's not
3: Royal Rumble, mate. (laughs) I don't know. One day.
0: (laughs) I've never watched tennis
3: ever. But she's completely unseeded. And she also played somebody in the final who was also unseeded. And it's never happened before. And she just was amazing. She never dropped a set in the entire three weeks. She basically took out her opponents with both sets. It was just lovely to watch. She was 18.
0: Huh? And she was 18. 18,
3: it was yeah. Mega Her that. opponent had only just turned 19.
2: That's mega. That's yeah, it, was super. it was class. Great. The tennis was brilliant. It was really good.
3: Really, I was very impressed with that. Um, but it happened on the 20th anniversary of nine eleven. Yes. So I've been also watching, because it just came around, I couldn't believe it was 20 years since nine eleven. 11 Wild, so is it? There's a documentary on uh, Netflix called Turning Point, which I started to watch. I'm probably about halfway through, I think. I don't know if me and Oodles are around about the same point, but
0: I think we are, mate. Yeah.
3: Not going to talk about politics or anything like that. I just wanted to say that, in my opinion, it's a very well presented docu- documentary. It, is. it seems very well researched. It starts naturally with the event of nine eleven. Just some recaps, talking to There's some
0: footage that I'd never, no- I'd never seen before as yeah, well. Yeah,
3: it was oh. So yeah, it was. Um, It's quite difficult, it's quite hard at times because they're talking to survivors now, Mm -hmm. 20 years later, they're talking to families who've never found their loved ones and just have assumed that obviously the the obvious thing has happened. Um, But then they also look at how we got to the point of 9-11, so they actually go back to um, almost like the Cold War time when Russia first invaded Afghanistan. And how it links to potentially how this all happened. It was really interesting. It's just things that I hadn't put two and two together. Yeah. Um, And then they talk about the NSA, the Patriot Act, Bush administration, about data collection. Um, But yeah, there's just many talking heads from advisors, authors, survivors... Um, just really interesting. There's it's a lot not, more
0: politicians in it That than, than I'd realised, and how yes. open they are at talking about that stuff. Yeah, the, the, like, the, wow. it shows you
3: footage. They're like the president's aides at yeah. the time, mm. and they actually come out and started talking about what happened. And I don't really think it's got an agenda. I think it's just. No, pointing, it hasn't.
0: No, there's no agenda. There's, it's there's not no taking sides or anything no. like that,
3: which I like. I just think they're trying to present. There's an no oval silly conspiracies picture. or anything like no. that. <laughs> but it, I, I find it really fascinating, and obviously just quite heartbreaking at times it's just yeah. a fascinating watch but yeah i really recommend it i know it's a bit bleak but um you had the the great achievement by the tennis player on the same day and yeah. it was interesting because the other her opponent i've just forgotten her bloody name um sticky do you remember anyone remember her opponent's name i think it's something fernandez Layla fernandez yeah Layla fernandez yeah Layla fernandez um she's canadian Mm. So naturally, as Americans do, they sort of pick the one that 's closest to them yeah. <laughs> and they were more supportive to her throughout the the match, even though when obviously Emma did something really good, they cheered. But you could feel that Emma was kind of fairly alone she didn 't even have a family there; she only had a, a her team um, of coaches and stuff Wow, and there was just a, you know a few brilliant Brits that went out there to support her, but um yeah, that they showed her great um. Warmth in the end, and I, I think they were quite glad to see her win as well when she raised the trophy. And she's got a wonderful life ahead of her. That, but, happened, um, that
0: happens in sport a lot, though. Sometimes, like it's not even underdogs or anything like that. It's sometimes when you've just seen the game played well and and there's passion there, the crowd can just turn on a dime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then yeah, and it, it's it's nice to see people come together and just think, "Fucking hell, that was really good sport."
3: Yeah, I think they've both got a massive future, and it was great to see women's tennis having that spotlight as well is awesome yeah but um yeah just you know a, a dark day of remembrance yesterday but it had some real positives and yeah Um there's lots of ceremonies around the world and in the US covering that day um yeah just something that I'll never forget um it's wild isn't it 9-11 just one of those having been there and everyone remembers where they were on the day and all that sort of yeah. thing so. mm,
0: yeah 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 thank you for that mate thank you very much um Stig
2: you went uh- up to horn. I just sorry, I just while this has been going on, um I just got a message from my friend saying that I'd won some raffle prizes.
0: Wait, what did you um, win?
2: <laughs> so uh, if you were in our Discord, uh, I posted a link to um a thing about his daughter this week and he's been running oh, the, is. the Great North Run today with his yeah. wife and it, some friends to raise money for that and they did a they did a charity raffle. Anyway, we um yeah, uh, he's just messaged me saying, did you watch the live draw? And obviously I, I didn't because I'm doing this. And he's like, oh, you won. Guess oh, what you I... won? So I won a True T-shirt. No, I won a T-shirt made by the company that my wife helps promote. Oh. So basically <laughs> a T-shirt from the place my wife buys stuck clothes from all the time. That's and it's collusion. Part, and it's part of their marketing team. <laughs> I might get to make me a t-shirt. Do you know what? Like, she always buys them for the kids, so I might be like, mm. "Do you know what, Holly? You make me a t-shirt because I want it." <laughs> also, some GHDs, which um, obviously I don't need, so Kate can have them once. What are GHDs? Hair straighteners.
0: Oh, I, I whenever
2: when anyone tells me they've won a
0: raffle, I'm always assuming it's meat because <laughs> when I used <laughs> to no. well, well, pub all the time, it was just it was just always meat, a big meat <laughs> raffle. Yeah, one loads of meat. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, other than that, this week I watched a film called Vacation Friends. This is on um, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It stars uh, John Cena, M- Meredith Hagner, Yvonne Augie? Augie? I, can't, can I agree with it. you, yes, they're wrong, and Lil Rel Howery. And it, basically, it's a f- it's a film about this couple who go on holiday and. They are a pretty standard couple, fairly, you know, normal playthings. If you're John Cena. No, no, John Cena. No, so this (laughs) is the other couple. And then he meets John Cena and ah, his girlfriend, ah, and they are the crazy couple. So it's an oddball, you know, where oddball couple kind of situation. mm -hmm. And they're basically their vacation starts off wrong where John Cena and his girlfriend have left their hot tub running in the suite above it and it's wrecked their hotel room. So they're like, oh it's our fault. Come stay with us in the presidential like suite and you know hang out with us. And so they have this crazy wild holiday and uh-huh. then they go off. It's like see see you later. Bye. And then they just go off to their normal lives. Six months later we get into the wedding and John Cena and his girlfriend turn up at the wedding. Not invited. They're not they just turn up, and obviously a lot of hijinks and hilarity and bad shit happens. <laughs> and It's very standard affair comedy. It, you know what I mean? Like, like we've I said, seen it all before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. You've got like one couple who's completely opposite to the other couple, and yeah. then they obviously. They argue, but then they find out. You know, they turn they turn around and end up being friends and that. Oh that kind Oh my god, of we're just alike. Standard thing, <laughs> but I, it just if you want something where you just like, do you know what? it's Like ninety minutes could do with a laugh. it really helped. It was just one of those films where it wasn't offensive. It wasn't mm. anything great. It uh, weren't thought provoking. You didn't have to. No, but yeah. I had a really good time with it. I laughed a lot, and John Cena is just proving he's good in it once again how charismatic he is. And I just love the fact that he's doing these kind of things now, just like in Suicide Squad. Like I said with that, it's like he spent 20 years playing the straight um, superhero, good guy in wrestling. Now he's just kind of going out there and being fun and remember swearing when were loads Marine? and getting pissed and <laughs> taking drugs in his films. And, do you know what I mean? Like just being <laughs> the complete opposite of everything he was in WWE. Yeah,
0: he was a Marine. He was a rapper. Yeah, he started out that
2: was a rapper. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Not a real rapper. That was. Soda. Not a real rapper. It was, his, it was his gimmick, but he did release an album. Did he?
0: Yeah. God. A, so he's glad have missed that
2: one. John Cena album with. He's got proper hip hop stars and everything on it. I, I love I love John
0: Cena when he does like press junkets and interviews. He's always got an incredible suit on.
2: He's always that yeah. like Mr. Always got Professional. A suit on.
0: Oh, he's he's cool. I like him. Yeah.
2: No, it, actually, um, fair play to John Cena. It's like, he's not. You know, No one's ever going to say that he's the greatest hit like, rapper of all, but he can do this stuff off the top of his head. He's, yeah. he's very good. He doesn't need any of it written down, and that's that's kind of where the rapper gimmick came from because he was doing this on the tour
3: bus. He was making oh. raps up. That and, is an underrated skill, to be fair. Freestyle. Yeah, and like, Stephanie Mann heard it. him, and it's she so was hard. like,
2: this could work as a character. Right. And that's where like, his rapper character came from. Then, obviously, as he became a good guy, he started doing things like having him release an album and music videos and stuff. So. God <laughs> oh, bless them. Yeah. Um, but from one wrestler to another, sorry, Biggie, but I'm going to talk wrestling again because uh, not this wrestling. week, last Sunday on the 5th of wrestling. September, AEW had their show All Out, and it's probably one of the best wrestling pay per I have ever seen. Um. It was, this was, I talked about a few weeks ago about the big return in CM Punk. So this was his debut match in um, AEW after seven years out of wrestling. But everything, first from the top to the end, was just amazing. Every match, apart from one, was just perfect. The, yeah, I, I can't really... Say anything more other than just like it's got me loving watching wrestling again. Like I, it's finally a company out there that's doing wrestling and the type of wrestling, the type of promos, the type of matches that I enjoy, and I and I look forward to to watching. Like I was absolutely pumped to watch this pay per view, and it did not let me down at all. So like the matches were great. The steel cage match, <clears throat> it was absolutely phenom- phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably haven't watched Avioodles, have yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I. I. I
0: it's, I'm not used to seeing them type of spectacles anymore. No. Oh. <laughs> and and it, it, I was like, "Boo! This is fucking wild." They I just. I, I, I bet if I was still really into wrestling, it'd have been. It'd have been mind blowing. But for me, I was just like. Oh shit! They're still doing stuff they did in '98. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is but
2: incredible. Just, I think it's just better. Like, um, yeah, I do. I love the entrance with the rappers, the, the yeah. Mexican rappers, like wrapping the Lucha Brothers down to the ring. They had this twenty-two minute long cage match. This cage, as well in AEW is fucking massive.
0: I, I thought that. I didn't. I didn't know if it was regulation or like <laughs>
2: it's, it's really massive. tall. And one of them jumped off the top of it. Yeah, um, and they just broken in half. I, and it's very rare <laughs> because I know, like you know, it's it's all made up. You know what I mean? Like, it's all predetermined. So it's very rare that I actually kind of
3: cheer for... It's
2: sports um, entertainment. (laughs) No, this is pro wrestling. Oh. WWE sports entertainment. I see. Got to get that right. Got to get confused, sorry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, it's very rare that I actually, like, kind of cheer or... and get involved with the result, Did but I just pumped the air? Yeah, when the Lucha <laughs> Brothers won, because I didn't expect it, and I was like, fuck it, you know, it's about damn time that they won. These I like belts. them, I don't know who they yeah. are, but I like them. The Lucha <laughs> Brothers are incredible. Um, Ray Phoenix is like one of the best wrestlers out there, and like definitely going to be a future world champ in that company. But yeah, they just and then his brother Penta just had like this moment with his family, his daughters coming out, and they were, they were all like hugging him and stuff. It was just really great, it was a really good moment.
0: They dress but... incredibly as well.
2: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I love. I actually love Pentas. Like, get up with the. He's got so they all the Lucha masks, but then the lower half of him is all like painted up like a skull. Yeah, and he wears these like bright white Mm -hmm. um, contact lenses as well. So his his look is like really great. Yeah, they had they had that, and they had so they obviously had CM Punk's return, and he he was fighting a guy called uh, Darby Allen, who's this really young up and comer, but like he's already fantastic. And they did these spots called it back to when Bret Hart faced one, two, three kid back in like 1993. God, I remember like the, that. It's like the exact. So that, that match kind of Bret Hart was a, obviously a top guy. One, two, three kid, which is like his like first match on raw. Mm-hmm. And they just put on this incredible match when Brett Hart like made him look a million bucks. And they kind of did the same thing here. Like literally did like callback spots that were exactly the same. So it's like, if you've, seen that old match it was really nice to pick up on those things and then they had by the end of the night we just they had the main fight at the end kenny omega won and then outcomes i mean this is gonna mean absolutely nothing it's like biggie sat going who i don't know these names <laughs> at all but if you watch this <laughs> stuff i know a few of our listeners do but so like at the end of the night they're all like giving it he's all giving it on the mic giving it the big one i'm the you know the best blah 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 outcomes adam cole who's just left the wwe Crowd goes absolutely fucking ape shit. Comes down, and they think, oh, he's going to challenge Kenny Omega. No, he turns around, super kicks the good guy. And he's oh, actually with Kenny Omega. He's healed. Yeah. So he's already like turned bad guy. And it was like, oh no, like that. So then he's just, and Kenny Omega is just about to say his catchphrase of good night. Um, oh, it's got to say good night and goodbye or something like that. And uh, all of a sudden, Ride of the Valkyrie plays. And here comes Daniel Bryan. Actually, Brian Danielson now. Daniel Bryan is his WWE name. Who's <laughs> a huge... changed it around. Yeah, that's all they did in, in WWE. They just changed, they literally changed his name the other way around. I love so it. Like, you, usually they kind of make up a name, but for that they just switched his names. So, it's yeah, easy. he comes out. It, who says the WWE is creatively bankrupt? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but he is like one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's just... The last 10 years, in, he had to stop for a bit due to some injuries, but... He he left WWE this year. His contract ran out, and he came out, and they. It was just the the crowd were insane. Like it just left everyone on such a good, you know, ha- such a good high. Like so, you got this CM Punk return. You got Adam Cole coming in. You got uh, Daniel Bryan, and you also got Ruby Soho appearing in the women's battle royal and winning that. Like this is another WWE style. Like, a lot of these ones that they've just like let go and they're not using properly. So now, like, AEW have taken some of them on, like, the really good ones and using them and making them look like stars. Mm. And you got uh, Minoru Suzuki making a return. This guy's, like, a 50-year-old veteran of Japanese wrestling. Absolute madman. And he made his, like, debut and just had this little thing with John Max. It was just, it was so good. And honestly, I felt so on such a high after it, so pumped. And, like, is it,
0: like, what got you into it in the first place, those... That- that just elation, or all everything just coming together, and it's just been a, oh, an yeah, amazing like, pay
2: per view. Now, but yeah, and like now it's just like yeah. the, the, the WWE stuff is just it's just not fun. It's just boring. It's as, like I said before, it's it's a variety show. There's too much of it centered around doing stuff with kids. Or oh look, like WWE currently have Logan Paul on it. Do you know what I mean? Shit, I like that. that's the, a reason the, I, to turn it
0: off. I keep hearing about this.
2: You know Logan what I mean? Like Paul bringing person. YouTube stars and stuff like that onto the show, and, and like no one gives a fuck about or that. Boxes something that don't they? All like, box and
0: stuff now. These, well, the kids don't they? Yeah, you're yeah.
2: Oh, yeah I just can't I be asked and stuff like that. And like, but this has just got me loving wrestling again. Like, pro, and, uh, and it's not just me. I see so many people say that. Like, the AW is such a good job with it and such a good job at like showcasing their stars and making you. Want to watch the product. So, yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's easily one of the best pay per views I've seen in a very, very long time. That's awesome. So, looking well forward worth to it. watching
5: more.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Right. Candy, you've got 15 minutes now to basically tell us what you've been doing this week. But first, you weren't here last week. Do you have anything to I discuss about that?
1: I would like to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually I think that the best hope for the uh, the wasteland was the institute.
4: No. Yeah, yes! synth talk that is.
1: No, absolutely not. They they were the only hope. They might have been a little bit underhanded maybe. The, I joined the, the things,
4: institute.
0: They
2: I were just stealing people.
1: The... Oh that's all right. <laughs> it's for the great it's for the greater good.
2: Greater good. Right good. Shut <laughs> it.
1: No, I just can't stand the brotherhood. I think they're completely dogmatic. The railroads are absolutely bonkers. (laughs) It's it's the institute for me, baby. I went with Sean. He was right. No. (laughs) Uh but yeah, what I wanted to talk about, uh, what I've done this week, I'd like to talk about the football. Now Leeds. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't want to talk
5: yeah, about
0: it. How dare you. How <laughs> <laughs> We now. I nearly walked
1: off that. I really wish that we had a recording of your faces because that was brilliant.
4: <laughs> we do have a recording of his face. <laughs> That's
0: okay. yeah. Stop doing this to me.
3: <laughs> I haven't second got season on. syndrome baby <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah as you know i wasn't here last week and the reason was i took a little holiday to london for the weekend um now the reason for me going to london was london. for this war of the world Matt london this war of the world's immersive experience thing um, I took a buddy of mine, my best friend. We're huge, huge War of the Worlds fans. And now this event has been running, I think, about a year and a half. It's brought to you by a company called Layered Reality. Um, I haven't heard of any of the other events that they've put on, but um, essentially what it is, it's, um, well, as it says, it's an, it's an immersive experience. So you've got live... Has anyone been to the London Dungeon before?
3: Yes. I had a long time ago. The Arquad.
1: Yeah, so essentially it's kind of the same thing. So you've got it's a bit of um, audience participation. You've got live actors, you're on different sets. and Lots of dry ice. Lots of dry ice. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, there was, and pyrotechnics as well. Um, But there's also um, a VR element in this as well. So there's about four or five sections of VR. And it's the original story of War with the Worlds and it's got the original um, Jeff Wayne soundtrack as well. So you've Ooh. got the you've got the mask on, you've got the music blasting the whole way through. So mm. you kind of know where you are in the story according to the music. Um, it was absolutely incredible. It was so much fun. And the, the whole thing lasted about an hour and a half to two hours, I think. You have a break halfway through and the, the break, you get to stop in a bar and you've got all the kind of red weeds and everything. You get to
0: eat some red weed.
1: I didn't get to eat some red weed. I, I ate a chocolate bar, actually. Um, <laughs> we, we did have a themed cocktail, so that was good. Oh. The, um, it's actually, there's a bar attached to it, and it's a sort of steampunk-themed bar, and you've got this huge uh, tripod in the middle of the room. It's arms and legs kind of going out mm. throughout the bar. Steamp- steampunk cogs, everything. How, and now, how, did they sorry, do the,
0: how did they do the um, Thunderchild, the boat bit?
1: I will tell you, because this oh. was an absolute highlight.
0: Yeah, it's my favourite um, bit. <laughs>
1: I, I don't really want to get into spoiler territory so m- too much because it is oh, I, ain't, I ain't going
0: down to London. don't you worry
1: um so this is one of the parts that is in vr and it goes from kind of the um what's the bit, forever autumn it goes through yeah. the forever autumn section out to the thunder child and now for th- for this part this is a v- vr part so you're in a group of 12 and there's Um, you, you enter a kind of set, let's say, and there's two boats, um, sit and it's six of each of you on a boat and you're wearing the helmets. Yeah. Um, so you're floating down the river Thames and all you can see is these sort of tripods either side of you and the the boat you're on starts moving and you kind of, um, you kind of sail out to the sea and you're not on Thunder Child per se, but you're sailing around it. So you're kind of seeing what's happening. Yeah. You're sort of sailing around it and, um. Of course, you've got all the water spraying, like real water spraying wow. at you, and everything. The boat's moving, and uh, it's so, so good. And it's, it's so, so scary. Now, the person that I took, who's my best friend, she doesn't really like particularly harrowing events. <laughs> and the, her least favorite thing <laughs> in the whole world is drop rides. She hates it. I made her go on um, what's that drop ride in Disney World? The Tower of Tower Terror. Of terror. and that was about three years ago and she still has not forgiven me but anyway there's this uh thunder (laughs) child moment and you kind of get taken into the air i was like oh god there's going to be a drop there's going to be a drop because of course you're wearing the helmet you can't see if the boat's actually sort of um going up or not I was like oh she's gonna kill me thankfully it wasn't but um, (laughs) yeah i thought i was going to be in the doghouse again but it's (laughs) absolutely really really good fun it's um it's it's quite expensive, but it's it's worth every. Penny it's London.
0: Out. What you expect?
1: Yeah, exactly. But um, it's it's really really good fun. If you're a War of the Worlds fan, I would yes. highly recommend it. And, Did they
3: uh, narrate it at all? How does it work?
1: It's the actors that are acting it. Um, yeah, the actors are kind of going through. It. And actually, the the reason they kind of explain at the beginning the reason um that you're wearing VR helmets for part of the experience, and they kind of um. The way they explain it is they've you start off and it's looking back retrospectively about the events that had happened in the last couple of years, um, and they say they actually kind of harnessed the Martian's powers to bring you this kind of experience thing, so you can <laughs> oh, relive it through the journalist's eyes. Um, Excellent. So, so they thought about that as well. It was it was just really really good. The actors were brilliant. Our group all plays along and everything. We all we all got into it and. Uh,
4: I think yeah, I need really to go on this. This sounds amazing. I know. The he more you say really it, do. the more I'm like, mm, I'd even chance
0: London to do this. Well, I think <laughs> even
1: if you're not, even if you're not a War of the Worlds fan, or even if you don't know the story, you, d- you don't need to. Um, just, yeah, it's just fantastic. Please go.
3: Speaking of which, mm-hmm. do you know the story of Is it Awesome Wells? Did the original? Is it Awesome Wells? He, he did the, he original- did the radio
0: yeah. broadcast. Yeah. And did
3: you know that caused panic when he first? No, yeah, yeah. that, that's yeah. a myth.
0: Apparently. <laughs> I mean, uh, are, they, are
3: you sure? I yeah, heard that was true. Look,
0: look it up. Apparently, that it's like an urban legend that people were panicking and running around the streets. But apparently, that were really small scale, like maybe one town. Uh, they did do one I mean, in, in it the seventies as yeah. well.
1: Um, over in the states, and I think that actually did cause panic, even though they were sort of saying throughout the thing, "This is just a play." Yeah, but um, yeah, the
0: Awesome Wells one though, it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the Jeff Wayne musical. It was just reading like a yeah. play version. So it's a bit scary when there's no music and, in the background. I,
4: I, <laughs> yeah, and the Awesome Wells versions arranged as if it were like news a radio broadcasts. broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's 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 not like told. It's not said this is a play. It's just like <laughs> break, breaking news: breaking Martians needs. have come down. You know, it's <laughs> like- and, uh, Awesome Wells. Was <laughs> a fucking incredible actor, so <laughs> as
0: well, yeah. Paid off, but yeah, excellent. Is that all you did?
1: That's all I did. I've got some other uh, things that I'll talk about in uh, the subsequent, oh. subsequent sections. Subsequent sections,
5: excellent.
0: <laughs> so, what we like to do now, we like to ask the smartest man in the room, Biggie, what we're going to be getting up to next. What's the main topic?
3: Well, mate, we live in an age of franchises. This year alone, there'll be no fewer than four movies and four new television shows based on Marvel superheroes. And let's not forget the countless Star Wars films and spin-offs of recent years, and what's still to come. The hunger for franchises is so deep that even unconnected properties, like old Universal monster movies, were being hastily stitched together in the hopes of kickstarting a new cinematic universe. It's interesting to look back at franchises that didn't materialise, which is why this week we're talking all about failed franchises. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful,
0: no, beautiful, beautiful intro because it was so like. We've got all this. It's brilliant. But we're going to talk about the ones that weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, we did mention that we would be doing uh, a different topic, uh, women in ho- in Hollywood. Um, and we were, g- we we're going to discuss just how incredible they are. But we've changed our minds. So...
5: <laughs> for good,
3: good reasons. Women in Hollywood. <laughs> no, no, I, I went just-
1: slightly wrong there.
0: <laughs> no, we've just changed our that minds. We, we we have reasons, don't we, Stig?
2: Yes, they'll become apparent soon.
0: Yes, you you'll understand why, and you'll probably love it. So we're going to go with this. So gadget,
4: come on, take it away. What's what's a failure in your eyes? Okay, so a failure here. This 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 one was such a failure, it failed at the first juncture. It barely even got into the franchise level. But it was a big idea from a big brain who had the inability to do anything with said big brain. So I want to cast your mind back to the, to the, the early 90s. The early 90s, the PC video gaming era, when people were discovering that these things don't have to be just spreadsheets. They can do games. And you had the very classic studio id Software, who put mm. out such classics as Castle Wolfenstein, or rather Wolfenstein 3D. They also put out a little game you might have heard of called Doom. Doom, <laughs> it rings a bell. Yeah. So id Software was headed up by, by the two Johns, the uh, John Carmack, who was the science guy, and John Romero, who was the level design slash rock star kind of guy. The goth. <laughs> yeah. And as Doom became popular and Quake became popular, it kind of went a little bit to John Romero's head. It did. It fucking did. It fucking did. Um, and he was subsequently sacked from id Software. <laughs> so John Romero did... Um, well, he, he pulled a bender, as in he went to, to create his own video game studio with Blackjack and hookers. Yeah. And the first game announced from Ion Storm was Daikatana, <laughs> which was, to, which was <laughs> to be the big thing. This was this big brain idea where he was going to take first-person shooter games that he'd been making in Id Software and he was going to make them art. He was going to make them the greatest expression of human intelligence ever created.
3: <laughs> um, I didn't realise he got sacked from... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he got sacked because he spent more time playing death matches in the office than he yeah. did making games. Wasting company <laughs> time was the main reason, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, oh. it was.
4: Mm. Um, and he also he's not made a penny from anything Id Software have done since because um, yeah. they, they 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 had an agreement between all all the the heads and the founders that if you left the company you didn't get anything. Yeah, no mm-hmm. severance, no no. So like oh, Doom the has continued old to make money. Yeah, <laughs> Doom has continued to make money over the years. He hasn't he hasn't seen a penny of it. Ouch. That's why you always yeah. see him
0: at the at the lowest form game conventions because he just needs a couple <laughs> of quid for a cup of
4: tea. <laughs> so. Sai Katana was announced in 1997, uh, and it was it was announced at the same time as uh, Ion Storm's other game, Deus Ex. Mm. Oh, baby! Yes, they were being developed. There was t- there was two studios. There was Austin and Dallas. Um, Deus Ex was being done at Ion Storm, Austin. Daikatana one of these things it's not like the
5: other yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) guess which one had a project manager that knew how to deal with it Um, (laughs) Daikatana was hobbled by its um, ambition the ambition of its creator Uh, John Romero wanted to create a a massive story based game so like previous to this you'd have like Half-Life that came out in 1997 and that was a big inspiration on it because that was the first time like a first-person shooter had been done, which had this kind of very natural storytelling style. Uh, General Merritt didn't want any of that. He wanted cutscenes. He wanted acting. He wanted all this kind of thing. Um, Daikatana oh. is a game about time traveling. Mm. Um, it, it, it has 24 levels um, divided into four episodes, or each episode is in a different time period. Uh, so that means he has he's had to make the, the game engine do four different things, effectively. <laughs> um, he started off using the Quake engine, which he licensed from his old employer, because that, that's got to be a good one to go cap in hand <laughs> to the person that just sacked you, say, can I use your technology? <laughs> um, and then and then Quake 2 came out and blew that out of the water. So then he went, no, no, we need to use the new one. So then it sack off the first year's worth of development. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's a re- it ended up taking three years to make in a time where games tended to take a year to make yeah um he had staff members just walk out there was nine nine senior staff members just quit one day because they were so sick of his antics and sick of like the lo- low morale nah, it, was uh, it, it was published by idos uh it was published by idos Interactive. they also did thingy as well didn't they deus Ex. deus Ex, yeah. yeah um and
3: they, well.
4: yeah, they yeah. got to the point where they told John Romero that the game had to come out in the next six months, otherwise they would just stop giving Ion Storm any money.
3: <laughs> like
4: he burned through like so many advances. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the um, well, just uh, just the, some of the plot because it's shocking. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 really bad. Um, so I'm just going to go through the first couple of. Quick couple of paragraphs on Wikipedia for it, and you you, you will see um, how how bad this is. So, in feudal Japan, two rival clans, the Ebihara and the Mashima, are at war. Mashima go to the swordmaster Usagi Miyamoto to craft a weapon to end the conflict, the Dai Katana, which is Japanese for big sword. Yes, literally, is Japanese for big sword. However, Usagi realizes the Mashima's dark desires and gives the Dai Katana to the Ebihara. Inshiro Ebihara throws the sword into a volcano at the end of the war. What? In AD 2455, Swordmaster Hiro Miyamoto, yes, your character is called Hiro.
0: Mm.
4: Yeah, they always have a Dragon after Quest Shigeru as well. Miyamoto. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hiro Miyamoto is visited by a man named Dr. Toshiro Ebihara, a descendant of the Inshiro who is suffering from a plague and about to die. <laughs> Toshiro tells Hiro that Cage Mishima, the fucking names in this, and the, the ruler of the planet... Took over the world by stealing the Daikatana and using it to alter history. Because this sword can time travel. (laughs) He stole the cure to a viral plague in 2030 and uses the cure to control the world's population. Mikiko Ebihara, Toshiro's daughter, has been captured when trying to steal back the Daikatana, and Hiro must rescue her and fix history. (laughs) Like, this is Kung Fury. It's 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 shite. Yeah. Lot of Yeah. So. There was all this pissing around. There was a horrible marketing campaign, which God knows what they were thinking. Busy in all the PC gamer mags. Um, the the advert for Daikatana when it was first announced, was it was a red page with black text on it that just said, John Romero's about to make you his bitch.
3: Oh, that's right. That was yeah. the advert that was
4: it. For it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently they said that would, that would be edgy and it would get them attention. And it did. It was just the wrong fucking attention because everyone was just kinda like, no, fuck that. Um, The game was a hot mess. It didn't work. You had um, almost every mission was either ramped up with, like, overpowered enemies or annoying sound effects, or you have uh, AI companions with you in uh, 90s AI, um, (laughs) and they have to survive the mission, so you're always basically on an escort mission because you have to make sure these don't die to get out of the level. The levels are far too long, they're the far too hard. It, it's just, it's an absolute mess. And it's just dreadful. It's really bad. Have, yeah. And I do, you do have to take into consideration, though, John Romero's optimism for this game, because he fully believed um, it. Did he was a true believer. Oh, no, he was. Did you play the Game by Color version? I'm going to get to that. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, the. the the optimism of John Romero was incredible because before Daikatana's release, the uh, corporate reports from Ion Storm forecast sales of two and a half million units. Fucking idiot. And that would have, um, that would have been necessary for the game to uh, to go profitable. Would anyone like to hazard a guess at how many copies were sold in the first week? Uh, Nine. 8,000. <laughs> any a, any any offers on 8,000? I'd say
1: 12,000.
4: Hmm. I've got four somewhere in the middle. Um... Oodles has bang on, 8,190 copies Ooh, wow. were sold in the first I week. know a lot about Daikatana because it's so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's, um, its lifetime sales uh, on PC CD-ROM were um, 40,000. Wow. Ouch. It's a bit, a bit of a step down. We from could
0: literally a release a game units. together and probably make more than that in a year. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> so has it not been modded to be more playable yes. by this point?
4: Yes, yeah, uh, about three years ago, actually. It's actually, um, it's since... not, it's actually not terrible now. No, it's not good. It's not. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. But it's, it's perfectly possible to play it now. It's not a broken mess. Um, the the daft thing is, well, Oodles alluded to before. The, there was a Game Boy Color version, so the, it was ported to the N sixty four, which is universally hated as one of the worst oh, games oh, ever to it's exist. So bad. <laughs> but they released a Game Boy Color version, which has nothing to do with the main game. They Zelda. From, yeah, they turned it from a crap first-person shooter into a really good Zelda clone. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> decent. It's actually not bad at all. Yeah, the Game Boy Color version is good, and it's for, and uh, John Romero's got it on his website. You can download the ROM for free for an emulator. Yeah, I think Kemco did that one rather than uh, Iron Star. Yeah, ones. it was Chemco, Yeah, um, but yeah, Dica, so Daikatana like uh, John Romero, had these whole ideas for like comic books and tie-in Trilogies novels, and, stuff, and he. Didn't he? Yeah, it was going to be three games. He wanted to do an anime or a cartoon of <laughs> yeah, it and stuff did. like that. Like he wanted to be this kind of multimedia blast. And the game came out years too late on an old engine. Like it came out on the Quake 2 engine. Quake 3 was already out. Yeah. You know? Um, it looked crap. It ran crap. They, they first showed it off at E3 and it was getting 12 frames per second. Yeah. On an E3 demo machine. Like it was just an absolute shitshow. And it it basically it almost ended Ionstorm. Ionstorm got bought out by IDOS um on the express instruction that John Romero had to quit. Yeah. Like they did not want him anywhere near that company. No. And Ionstorm was shut down um after Deus Ex Invisible War came out. Which was also shite. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Daikatana, It's it's well worth looking at, and like people like Civvy Eleven have done videos on it, like um, loads of loads of like video essays are out there on it. It's it's worth looking up because if you look at the actual gameplay of the game, it's dreadful. It sounds awful. It look it's so fucking brown. That's just it's, crap. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it was hyped up for like three years. It's, it's it was the Chinese democracy of games. It's, <laughs> it's going to come out. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. But yeah. it, it did. And it. like Chinese democracy, it was shite when it did. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dai absolutely.
0: I, I remember when... Um, <clears throat> I, I remember seeing... like uh, I, I saw John Romero at a game convention. And, um, yeah, I, I think he's still proud of it, isn't he? I, I mean, uh, he, he got
4: it released, I guess. That means... Something.
0: But he's, a, he's, a he's a fascinating not. individual, but he's a rot. He's a rotter. He's a bloody rotter.
3: What does he do now? Is he still?
4: He just writes books. He's still, he's, <laughs> no, no. He's, he's, he's still in games. And um, Romero Studios put out um, Empire of Sin last year. He did a Ghost Recon. Oh, did he did a Ghost Recon yeah. uh, Phone Game as well. Apparently, yeah. He did, he, he did phone games for about fifteen years <laughs> yeah. um,
0: after Ion. But Stone apparently, was that Ghost down. Recon Phone Games one of the best phone games that you could have got at time. Pretty I'm pretty.
4: I'm pretty sure he he worked for GameLoft when they did the yeah. um, the Rainbow Six phone game, which yeah. was really good as well. Yeah. I think he's just better at handheld, isn't he? And he doesn't realise. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he released a a pack for um for Doom recently as well. Um, yeah. It was called Sigil, and it was actually absolutely banging. Well, let's not like, forget really- Final Doom's incredible. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean the the best work John Romero's ever done like, was the level design on the original Doom. Like yeah. he, he's responsible for the best levels in that game.
0: Yeah. There there is some genius
4: hidden there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, just under under the piles of ego. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. The man's mad. John Romero, friend of the
0: show.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right then, we'll move on to my my pick and this one stings it hurts big style. So, I'm going to read some names out, and some people will know these names. I want to talk about Reed Richards, Ben Grimm, Susan Storm, Johnny Storm, and Victor Von Doom. (sighs) Collectively, four of them are the Fantastic Four. One of them's Doctor Doom. Now, (laughs) Fantastic Four. Everyone knows Fantastic Four from its very successful comic book runs, the Marvel property. Yeah. Huge, massive, some incredible stories. Pivotal to the Marvel the
3: Ultimates is really good. Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Pivotal p- pivotal to the Marvel mythos completely.
2: Without Aren't they like one of the originals before Spider-Man oh, before X-Men yeah. like yeah. yeah. It, it
0: pivotal to Infinity Wars, uh, Secret Wars, all, all they, they they're a pivotal. I keep saying pivotable. pivotal. Pivotal. <laughs> they are a pivotal anchor to the whole mythos. Uh, now Hollywood.
4: <laughs> yeah, ho- ho- Hollywood. There's Hollywood. Slight, slight problems with um, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: Fantastic Four has been attempted to be turned into a franchise at least four times. That's uh, pun intended. Um, starting in 1994, there's going to be a lot of fours being set. <laughs> with the Fantastic Four, which is pure shite and stars nobody of note and has a 3.8 on IMDb. Um
2: it's like the one with a really lucky, like weird looking thing. Yeah, it like, looks, like look like yeah, looks like he's on his face bashed in.
0: Yeah, it looks like he's made out of
2: like, clay, <laughs>
0: yeah. rather than like bricks. It looks like he's made out of like, like yeah, rubber. <laughs> <laughs> then,
3: like a used condom.
0: <laughs> basically, yeah. But but then <laughs> in two thousand and five, a young oodles was like, oh, this could be it. This could be it because just I mean, just to let you all know, I adore Fantastic Four as 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 a.
4: Comic book entity. Sorry, so, so, was there a Fantastic Four cartoon? I, I really yeah, feel like yes. it was there was a cartoon was. at some yeah.
2: point. Fantastic Four. Yeah, it was a really, 90s really, one, I think, One not there, around the time of X Men yeah. Spider Man? Yeah. 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 all, all yeah. same
0: things. They, they used to cross over as well, didn't they? With, yeah, yeah. 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 Really good, really good. But that. that's that. I'm talking about the Hollywood Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, yeah, 2005, Little Oodles was very happy. A trailer dropped for a very different looking Fantastic Four. One that. Uh like harkened back to the, the golden age, the golden age like a more upbeat, happy go, lucky fantastic far starring uh Ewan Griffith, Michael Chicklis.
4: No one knows how to say his name. Ewan Griffith. <laughs> Owen sh- Grifford. Is that how you say it?
5: <laughs> yeah. Ewan Griffith. <laughs> Close enough
4: The Welsh
0: one. The Welsh one. Uh Michael Chicklis, Chris Evans, Jessica Alba. Mm good cast, good. Especially at the time, all young and gorgeous. Even Chicklis was gorgeous for a for a split second in that film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, the cast the cast were all coming off like other stuff though, weren't they? Yeah. Like, Julian McMahon was coming off uh, Nip Tuck. Yeah. Yeah. Chicklis was coming off the Shield. Like it was oh, all. Yeah, like, they were, yeah. I think Al Albert at the time as well was like kind of getting bigger. In, uh, you know, in, as well. So everyone was kind of and blonder. On- Everyone yep. was on the up at yeah, that time, so it, the, the casting for that seems. It, it were a strong on.
0: cast, and and, and yeah. the trailer was really good, and it did launch to moderate success. Not critically, though. Critics just oh, the shite! They get, I think they gave it a five, like like fifty percent, five out of ten type thing. Yeah,
4: I I I I enjoyed the film. Like, I don't think it's a mm. bad. I mean, film. spoiler alert! It's the best
0: Fantastic Four film that's ever come yeah. out. <laughs> 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 I liked it. I liked, I, it's I 40%
2: on Metacritic.
0: Yeah, I, I liked it. That seems
2: about right for it.
0: I liked the beginning. I liked the jovial nature to it, and they, they weren't trying to go too deep with it. Everyone's gorgeous in it. It's a it's a great-looking fit. A decent Victor Von Doom as well. Really decent. Yeah.
4: Michael Chiklis was perfect for Thing. Oh, mm. absolutely He played perfect. it so well. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, then, I like, they used these used proper prosthetics for him as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. Yeah. It made enough money to warrant a sequel in 2007. So that was called The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Now any Marvel it fan shouldn't have been. Any Marvel fan knows Norin Rad, the Silver Surfer, one of the most powerful entities in all of Marveldom. And played by Lawrence Fishburne. Very strong choice. Very, very
3: what Was he really? Yes. Was it really yeah.
0: yeah. No, it really sung choice. He had a good he had a good voice. But that's all that film had. <laughs> that film,
2: oh my god. So
0: why did I think it was Billy Zane? Uh, he looks like Billy Zane, but silver.
2: <laughs> it like, does look a bit like Billy Zane.
5: <laughs> he,
0: was, he was played by the guy that plays the alien in uh, Star Trek Discovery. What's his name? Doug Jones. Doug Jones, yeah, he was played by him, but voiced Ooh. by Fishman. So, yeah, um, this took a darker edge to it. Um, Spoiler alert, Galactus is coming. By, by the way, he was just like an angry cloud. Which,
4: for some reason,
0: they loved to do angry clouds back then.
4: Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, the start of the first one had an angry cloud as well.
2: Yes, that's true. <laughs> and it, they got their powers. Yeah, it's it's just oh, it's before Skybeams came along. Absolutely,
0: yeah. it just it just really it just misfired. Like um, Reed and Sue were arguing and stuff. I'm like, you would not argue if Jessica Alba were your wife, or if if if. <laughs> he was your husband I'm not going to say his name again but he's gorgeous as well do you know what I mean it's just gorgeous people
2: arguing especially with what he can do with his limbs exactly
5: <laughs> exactly <laughs> and,
0: and, and then they introduced uh, Norin Rad Silver Surfer and he was he, oh god he was like Nietzsche it was so existential he go, Oh, come oh I enjoyed the fun of the first one and that was even worse that was like four f- four out of five that were really shy yeah, I
4: didn't, I didn't enjoy Silver it Surfer it couldn't
0: get worse could it guys World oh, too. yes, it is. No could. one <laughs> so, I just
5: good.
0: So, I just lost it, because then the MCU started coming in. I thought, we'll get Fantastic Four eventually. It's probably we haven't, not in the MCU yet. It's coming, it's coming. So, something terrible happened to the Fantastic Four movie franchise, namely Christopher Nolan. Why, I hear you ask, because he brought out moody superheroes. Now, I adore the Batman trilogy that he did, but... A, ge- a young gentleman named Josh Trank cited it as his main inspiration. <laughs> what could we do with the Fantastic Four? Hmm. Let's make this beautiful, colourful, oddball family and turn the Fantastic Four into moody teen dramas. <laughs> Starring a great cast as well. Miles Teller, Kate Mara, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Bell and Toby Kebbell. That's, that's a strong cast. It's a very strong young cast. Now that is one of the worst superhero films that's ever ever come out.
3: Hang on. Who did Jamie Bell play? Uh, Ben Grimm. Ben
0: Grimm. The thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The five foot two Jamie Bell (laughs) (laughs)
5: played
0: The Thing. Billy Elliot himself. It's turned into a CGI thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... It's a really strong cast, and it's a really
4: shit film. Has anyone seen it? It's it's, it's not... It's not one of the worst superhero films. It's one of the worst films, yeah. period. Yeah. It's dreadful. Josh like, Trank, I, I, he came out. I, I've seen
0: the first half of it. Oh, you, does, just, you don't oh. even need to see that. Josh Trank literally walked out of the film and told people not to go and watch it. He was the director. Uh, he hasn't openly, he done that
2: whole thing of like, this isn't my movie, the studio chopped it yeah, up kind of yeah. deal as well? So that um, seems to be the go-to yeah. these days when just a trying to make shit. It so shit. It,
0: it makes Zack Snyder look colourful. Wow. It's, 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 it is, oh, I, I, like I said, imagine something you love dearly and then someone just turning around and just butchering it. And it's not like, oh, you've ruined my childhood. No, you've just wasted my time and my money and these characters that I've grown up with that I adore. Fucking, oh.
3: They had a, oh. it's, the, it's the rapport between the characters in the comic book. So, we, like, do we all? Johnny Storm and yeah. Ben Grimm are always at each other, having a laugh at each other, but funny that yeah. you know it's the quips. Absolutely, and stuff. that's what it's about. Do you it's know how the, um,
0: the Fantastic Four got the powers in the comics? We all know they went into space, cosmic cloud, blah blah blah. In this film, they went to another dimension. And they just came back and, oh, no, we've got <laughs> powers. Oh, no, we'll leave, we're, we're going to leave Victor on Doom in that other dimension. Oh, no, that can't be bad. Oh, it's just fucking <laughs> shite. And the whole the whole plot is how the Fantastic Four hate each other. You know, oh,
2: the, the colourful
0: oddball family. So they're fighting, yeah. they're fighting each other all the way through it.
2: Is that until they have to come together to defeat a bigger At the very end. Purpose? Yeah.
0: At the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. So, so they I have,
1: have a confession to make yeah. right here. I, I actually watched this last week and what? I can't even remember what happened. It's, even now.
5: It's so bad. And now isn't it? the
1: reason the reason I watched it was this was when I was in London, I was sharing my hotel room. And the alternative was this Love Island special thing. Should've so I was like that. I have to I have to pretend I'm enjoying this Fantastic Four film. So I sat there watching it, just holding my eyes open, trying not to cry. It's like it could be worse. It could be. Worse. I wish I watched it. Love Island. <laughs> yeah, you should have done. You
0: should have done. Wow. actual real drama in Love Island. This is just. It's just everything about it. He it, it does Dutch angles for no reason. It's it was fucking. Oh, it,
2: so I, I looked up Josh Trank to see what else he's done. He's only directed five films, and he's clearly got this job based on Chronicle. Yeah. Yep. So it sounds oh, like... a shite as well. I'd like oh, I liked Chronicle. I, I hated Chronicle. I, 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 no, I thought Chronicle was decent. I, I was but like fair he, to
0: middling on Chronicle.
2: He's very... That's got loads of darker tones and dark sides to it. So he's trying to basically take that and put it into the Fantastic 4 You don't do
0: me? that with the Fantastic Four. They oh. are... They're, they're on like a scale of Ant-Man. You know what I mean? Comedy. Yeah.
5: Totally Even
0: like Doctor Strange is too, too dark for Fantastic well, Four. That,
4: that, that, that is... For the credit for the first um, Fantastic Four film, the two thousand and five one, The <laughs> didn't mean. manage to have that. well technically second yeah, but you know what I mean. They had that banter, you know, yes. you, you, you had you had the arguments between Johnny Storm and the Thing, yeah. and you had uh, you, you had the kind of the playful kind of flirtation just between, shit everywhere um, else. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> the plot's crap. I mean, it's not yeah, not a awful film. No, could it's have not been much it's better than Green better Everything's
2: better than Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, no, film, no, one, no, not everything's <laughs> better I like that than Green that a Lantern. <laughs> bit, Green
4: Lantern
0: is better than Fantastic Four from 2015.
4: Yeah, I I do, agree. that's not a ringing endorsement of Green Lantern,
3: still though. Mm. <laughs> so, well, I always thought that um, Alba was really miscast as Storm.
0: Really?
3: Yeah, it just—I'm so used anything. to how she normally lo- It was the hair thing. I just couldn't get removed from the fact oh, fake, that she's not an blonde. actual blonde, mm. whereas. Sue Storm generally is in the comics. It's just one of those image things that I just can't change. Uh, at shake. least
2: they didn't do like what they did in the new latest one with uh, Mara when they went back for reshoots. <laughs> and because they didn't have much time, they just put in a really shit, shit wig. <laughs> it's like really noticeable shit as well. So the hair just changes constantly throughout the film when yeah. they've done reshoots. <laughs> there's,
0: an, there's an awful, and, and I, I, I kind of get what he's doing because it's a bit more modern, but there was an awful like, undertone. Like, because obviously Michael B. Jordan and Kate Mara black man, white woman, and there was this, like, undertone of, oh, I'm not really a real brother, but I love you like a brother. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. It was just trying to, like, shoehorn this, like, race thing to it, and then Ben Grimm becoming this other thing, the thing. Oh, now I'm the different race type. Oh, God, fucking, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. It, it Yeah, it, it,
4: it, it seemed like it was pointlessly trying to yeah. to put, like, a, an inclusivity message on there when it really yeah. didn't need it. It's
0: a fantastic father. of oddballs anyway. You didn't need this. Oh, and they were fighting each other. It's like, you know, Batman versus Superman. Ugh, it's yeah. All that thing. Like, yeah, we get that because that's a thing that happened in the comics. Fantastic Four don't fight each other, they're a family. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, he's so shy. I mean, the whole films together, we, they have an average score of under 4.9 on IMDb. That's all of them all right. put together. Uh, these failed attempts at a franchise really cuts deep for me, like I said, because Fantastic Four, some of just, just my favourites of all time. And I hope. I mean, Stig Stig says we're getting it, and I trust his judgment. I hope we're going to get some MCU Fantastic Four. It's already, it's already,
2: um, announced. Um, good. Just no dirt given to it yet,
4: because it's and, and, and at the very least, it's got a very low bar to cross to be better than the previous yeah, Fantastic Four just, attempts. It just needs to
3: be. Yeah. It just
0: needs to be fun. They need to be. I, I mean, they are an, an overpowered group, to be fair, when they work together. But that was always the fun of the comics. They were sometimes at each other's throat like a family. It was it's yeah. so good. The thing. How would you
3: cast it now? Who would play it now? Oh my,
0: I don't even know. I, I'd, I'd give it to some nobodies and let them. Because then we, there's no ego from like superstars, is there? I think you'd have to have a really. I think you'd have to have a famous Mr. Fantastic, though.
4: Yeah. As the yeah. leader. Or probably, a fa- or, or probably a famous Victor von Doom.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, Doom would become a, a, big, a big hitter, wouldn't he, in the MCU anyway? Right. It's got to be. But yeah, I just, I just, I really hope and pray. I like, I meant like, like, like you mentioned earlier, that there's been some good TV shows, there's been some good straight to DVD cartoon movies, there's been some good Fantastic Four games. Well, well, good's not a strong word, well. but all right. <laughs> it's just, I just don't, playable. Yeah, I don't understand why four attempts, four attempts at a franchise. I know this, that one of them was a
2: sequel, but it's just, it's pathetic. <laughs> and so it, the the um, the casting that obviously everyone wants. I forgot about this. The old everyone want so many people want John, Krish, Krasinski. Get out. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah, and um, Emily Bunt as that's you know, perfect. As the lead two. That's perfect. And I've just seen here uh, he he can't do it now because he's already in the MCU. But David Harbour is the thing
3: that would have yeah. been perfect. Oh, yeah, as oh, well. Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, but perfect. obviously
2: he's in the MCU as a different character now. So. Yeah. <clears throat> uh I don't know who this is that someone suggested us Johnny Storm Johnny Storm though what's his mm-hmm. name Donnie I've just seen pictures <laughs> Alright <laughs> but yeah he's looking at like people's fan, fan casting
3: here it's just a bonfire looking at it? the 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 the, the <laughs> thing the, uh,
0: the thing is like people people have always been saying oh I just want the x men in the mcu look I've been patiently waiting for the fantastic four who are pivotable? Pivot pivotable again? Pivotable. <laughs> we've got a title. I think there's an episode title. Yeah, we've got a title. Pivotable. <laughs> but they, they are so, they, they are linchpins. You know, Biggie, don't you? You read the comics. Yeah. They, they are yeah. so vital to everything.
3: I thought. Oh. And personally, I'm not as big a fan of the Fantastic Four. as you I haven't read everything that they've mm. done. But when I recently went through the Ultimates, um, so good. And got to the Ultimate Fantastic Four. That is so well so written. Good. I love the different. It's still. Got the core, but it was still a different look at how they could have been. It's so well done. Yeah, it's really Really, good. Really, really
0: good. But yeah, Fantastic Four, come on. Please do us right. I I trust in the MCU and Kevin Feige. I trust in him. It needs to work this time, and then we can just forget about everything that's come before. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my lot. Biggie, please follow that.
3: Well, from one group of superheroes to another, Save the cheerleader, save the world. <gasps> so, Heroes pretty much came out of nowhere. Um, I think the trailers were really interesting. There was like a really good marketing campaign for what I Viral remember.
0: marketing as well, wasn't there?
3: It? It, yeah, I think it, it it really sort of got a lot of people's attention. Um, this American superhero drama television came out around about um, 2006. Uh, it was created by a guy called Tim Kring, who had uh, support from a co writer named joseph Loeb from the comics um and it had this real comic theme it was basically almost like an x-men tv show mm. and it was awesome that first season so, was just so, good. so first season's incredible good and i just thought this is what i've been looking for i was i, I like the x-men movie i think it came out X Men years before it or even two i can't even remember now but this was just so well done. And I thought, yes, this is how you do it. And what I liked about it was that a lot of the actors and actresses that they chose weren't particularly well-known, um, if not brand new. Um, Hayden Panettiere came, played Claire Bennett. Um, she went on to do really well from this. Yeah, she's still uh, going, Greg, she? She's still... Yeah. She's Greg Grunberg. Um, huh? She's married to one of the Klitschko brothers. She's tiny! She?
4: <laughs> they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, 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 we, we yeah, we got the implication there.
3: <laughs> wow. So um yeah, Hay- Hayden played Claire Bennett, the um titular sort of cheerleader from the catchphrase. So good. Uh, she had the power of rapid cellular regeneration. Greg uh, Grunberg that played Matt Parkman, he was a police officer with the power to read minds. Um, you had Santiago Cabrera. He played Isaac Mendez, who was a painter and drug addict. Oh, I love this the ability story. To paint the future. Um, you had, of course, Massey Oka, who played, uh, again, Hiro Nakamura. <laughs> yeah, He's he an did. office worker. He <laughs> <who laughs> possessed the ability of space time manipulation. He had pretty much had probably one of the best friends you could ever want in your life. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Oh.
3: Um, And also, of course, you had Zachary Quinto, who played uh, Silo, a super-powered serial killer, which was really cool, who targeted other superhumans in order to steal their powers. And then Milo Ventimiglia, uh, who played Peter Petrelli, amongst many others. Um, It was just a a good cast that were newbies, so um, you kind of didn't know... It almost had like a Game of Thrones vibe where you didn't actually know he was going to survive the way the show went. It was really cool. Mm. You started to like certain characters and they were taken out really quickly and just like, wow. Um, and it had all of the potential. It just, yeah, I couldn't sing any more praise really for that first season. I thought it was so well paced, had this real comic book feel. The writing was brilliant there was cliffhangers I every mean, who, who help
0: with it he did uh, some of the best catwoman books for dc and uh some of the not the best batman but some of the you know when batman's got a, a full team like batman uh, batman incorporated he's got cat he's got a Batgirl, robin nightwing so he's used to doing those ensembles and you can see it it's really good
3: and it actually went on for four seasons but i am going to be <laughs> honest here be very transparent that I think I dropped off somewhere in season three. I have no idea. Dude, I dropped off
2: season two. You know, I, I genuinely think I watched it all. Wow. It, um, and dropped. it was getting to the point where it was, we were just like, this is terrible. And then yeah. it, I think it finished on a really good cliffhanger and then got cancelled. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, they've done something really good with it, finally,
3: and then they cancelled yeah. it. Cancelled <laughs> by the fourth season. I mean... There's this argument that we had, uh, sorry, not argument, a discussion in the Discord about what makes a franchise. I mean, the plan for this, which did include magazines, action figures, tie-in, interactive websites, mobile game and novel clothing and all sorts of merchandise. It had spin-off series, but they were all shit.
0: I do own a, um, it's, do you know when you get them mini-graphic novels that they send out as like for free, them freebies? and yeah, They're, they're yeah. only like four or five, but I've got a hero one of them.
4: <laughs> and it's
3: wank. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it, it... Thank God that the actors that were involved in this went on to do other things, because it could have been something that could have killed the career personally, because it just the quality of the storytelling. There was even this weird love interest story with Hero, which just didn't work. The chemistry didn't work between it the character. Um, it just droned on and on and on, from what I remember... Um, and it was just yeah it was really poor and I just think it was such a shame that it started off so well and it could have been this incredible could have gone for seasons you know it, they had a, it had a really strong
0: the first season really with Siler and um, Bennett as, yep. like opposing baddies you didn't know if he was a baddie or not but Siler was yeah. oh you were so good Oh, Sally system. was incredible. Such and then, a good baddie. I hated buddy. him.
3: I hated him so much because. he's he such an evil character.
0: And season two, less of a baddie. And then by the end, <laughs> oh, it's not really a baddie. Where,
2: it was one of those ones where it's just like everyone loved him as a bad no, guy, the, so let's crazy. turn him good. Yeah. And he was just constantly flip flopping. It's just like people forget how many people he
3: killed. Nowhere.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't redeem. And then there was murderous. This other
3: story with. Um, Ali Larter, I think. Oh
5: fuck
2: me! Oh yeah, with her
3: son, and they're trying to escape something. And that was, oh man, I thought you
2: about the fact that she died and then just came back as a different character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then they well. were just it's like, just... oh yeah. By the way, it's uh, she's a, one of the, she's a triplet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> great.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, oh, it's really, right.
2: really good. First cool. season. The end of season it's... one st- ended really well with the explosion. With the trelly, yeah. And it comes back for season two and they're just like four months later and nothing's explained. And one of them's got a beard like, now. It's <laughs> like, what? Like, how did they survive? What happened? It's yeah. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's all over the place.
1: Wasn't it affected by the writer's strike at yes, one point? Was. Like, was yeah. it halfway through season two or something? It just stopped for about six months. Yeah, to have a break. Right. Yeah, to I
2: have a break. Yeah, season two only had like half the episodes of season one because the writer's strike. So yeah, you kind of have, that's an issue. Um. But still, when it went and the strikes over, it, come back yeah, and why? fire on all cylinders, mm. bring back that. It, it,
0: it's like people talk about. Oh, remember, remember Lost, how it started so good. Lost has got so many more better series seasons than Heroes has, and Heroes hasn't got four. <laughs> Do you know what yeah.
2: I mean? It's like they it really it tried just, to reboot it, didn't they? And that yeah. failed.
3: Yeah, it just lost interest completely, and it, it had such a strong start. It, it's almost like a, a fly of I can't even say it now. A firefly scenario. Yeah, where you, you're yeah. just captivated from the beginning, and you like all the characters, and you want to see where this goes. But unfortunately, that got cancelled way too. I mean, early.
0: It, it was it was starting to stoke the fires of the this this like comic book nerd like re, like revival. Walking Dead's not a million miles away in someone's mind. Do you know what I mean? Not not the TV show, but the books and that. Everything's starting to get. Do you know what I mean? It's that it's that bubbling from underneath. Like Marvel, not MCU, but Marvel Studios are doing things and.
3: Oh. there was a lot of comedy in the first season as well and then it got really sort of bleak and grim as it went on and it just lost that f- fun as well
0: yeah it did yeah it did
3: yeah but um, yeah th- th- that's it for at me at least we've I- got I- the boys just...
0: now haven't we yeah yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah exactly you know we'll and I'm not saying that this could have gone down that route but I mean it just yeah the potential was there yeah, was, it's such was really a really sad to see what happened to that they became villains in the end
0: <laughs> excellent pick excellent pick Stig
2: uh, I'm going to talk about um, a 2007 film, The Golden Compass. Ah. Uh, the Golden Compass is an adaptation of Philip Pullman's uh, Northern Lights from the series His Dark Materials. This was meant to be the first of a trilogy, uh, but because it was so shit <laughs> and failed <laughs> and fell on its ass, it made no money, the sequels got cancelled. I've seen it and didn't know what was happening. So Mm. that's part of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So this film has a cast of Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig, um, Ian McKellen, Eva Green, Sam Elliott, Christopher Lee, Ian McShane. So strong, Kathy (laughs) Bates. Fucking everyone's in it. Jesus. Yep, and it's just some of these characters. But Sam Elliott as Lee Scoresby, incredible.
5: Sam Elliott is anyway
2: the crack casting mm. for him as Lee scoresby That's, that's how I see Lee Scoresby. Mm. like, and uh, it was so good. Um, and it's just the, the, the way they changed things so much, like they, they, they tried to do, they tried to do too much with uh, voiceovers, to try and explain what's going on, which just left audiences confused. Um, I think what they were trying to go for is I think New Line Cinema were hoping to find the next Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Get um, Ian McKellen what, in. That is exactly what happened. Oh, all right. <laughs> I was joking. The voice of Eric in Bry- Bry- the, the bear, was cast as someone else until the, st- the the studio came and said, no, we want Ian McKellen. No way. So Ian McKellen did the voice. And it's just the problem at that point is, who do you associate Ian McKellen with in the 2000s? Magneto. <laughs> Oh, Gandalf or Magneto? Yeah. Either, either one of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it just—you can't really escape it being. Oh, that's just. We, e. still, we all still do it now, don't we? It's just. To this yeah. day, it's just that's who he is. Um, they took the, ch- the changes they made from the. It, it's a very anti-religious book.
5: Mm-hmm doesn't
2: hide away from that fact. Uh, there's a lot of comparisons between the magisterium in their world and the Catholic Church in this. So obviously that got picked up by religious groups and it got targeted against that. So they tried to change it round a bit by saying, no, no, it's not the church. It's just this secret organization and stuff. And it's just, no, it's the church. But you've done a really shit job and watered it down.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the book has, has too much going on it. There's too much to explain in terms of things like dust and how the alethiometer works and who Lyra is and what's this and what's that and the witches of the north and this guy and that guy and it's just too much for a one-hour fifty-minute film. Like now we have a TV series which I think is brilliant. Yeah, you've, exactly you've mentioned that there before, haven't you? Yeah, you need a, you need a TV series because there's too much yeah, going on. Yeah, too much to learn. Too many. There's so much side. Plots going on between what what's happening with Lyra, what's happening with Mrs. Coulter, or what's happening with the Magisterium. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell that in this kind of story, and especially when they start cutting things and changing things and making it worse. But the biggest sin for me was the change to the end. Oh. The end, which was in the, part of it was in the credits, and then they completely cut it from the film. Oh. And it's the most the, the pivotal point of Lyra's change and her character and everything which sets her off into where she's going. It's the pivotal moment in her life. And they just cut it from the film. They just for fucked this, it. Yeah, for this ha- happy ending, Ugh. I guess. And mm. the reason why was because in test screenings, people didn't understand it. Wow. Even though the film had already set up what was going on. So... Going to spoil it a little bit here. At the start of the film, start of the book. Lord Asriel, played by Daniel Craig, tells the people about he's found a way to get to other worlds. He knows how to get to go basically through the dimension into another world. Mm-hmm. And he, so he's talked about this. We know about this. We have we have shown this at the beginning of the film. For some reason, by the end of the film, people seem to forget that. <laughs> and what he the only way to do that is to. Expel this like huge amount of energy, and to do that, he has to kill this child. Whoa! And and it's Lyra's best friend, so her dad kills his her best friend in order to release his energy, so he can travel across time. And and they kind of that was meant to be in the film, but people didn't understand it and thought it was too sad and didn't like it, so they just had this scene of her floating off in one of the air balloons, just going like,
0: "I'm going on an adventure." Yeah, basically.
2: Yeah. And then they were like, oh, in the sequel, we're going to open with what we cut out. So that was all going to that's happen. That's bollocks, like, no, though, isn't like, it? Because you need that have... fall, don't you, at the end. Exactly. The whole point is like, that's the point in a character, basically, she's Do people not a...
0: remember Empire Strikes Back? You can
2: do a yeah. bad ending. Yes, exactly. You can oh. do bad endings and have it work. And yeah. that's how, why that book's so good, because it leaves you on this awful ending. And, and you're like, get me she... that next book now. And she goes. She follows him into the new world. Mm. And test screen audience was like, "Is Lyra dead?
5: Oh. Is that heaven?"
2: And I'm like, "Fuck me!" Like when I read about that, and then when it ended, <laughs> me, me and my friend watched it, we're both big fans of the book. And we watched it in the cinema, and it ended, and we're like, "The fuck was that?" Did you demand a refund? <laughs> it's like we're like they've just missed the whole ending off, and it, it's just to have such good casting as well. Like I think, I think the casting's really great. I do.
0: That's strong.
3: And that. Dan,
2: like uh, uh, evergreen as Seraphina Peckler is, she's perfect for like a, basically a queen witch. Uh, Sam Elliott was great, and Nicole Kidman's really good. Like they changed the hair color, that's not, you know, not neither yeah. here or there really. It doesn't really matter. Daniel Craig, has got this, he's got the presence, hasn't he? It's like, I remember it looking
0: lard, a decent film. It looked, oh, it looked
2: great. Mm, I mean, it won an Oscar for its visual big effects, budget, so, yeah, yeah. It had it had all the budget thrown at it, but all the changes and all the studio interference just meant that we never got the sequel. Uh, and to be honest, at the time, I was a bit bummed. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, like, oh, I don't like the film, but, you know, I, I really want to see this film, this book, turned into a series of films.
0: Because you and, feel like it deserves it as a
2: fan. Yeah, for years, I was like, checking up, oh, are we getting a sequel, we're we getting a sequel. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. Eventually, it was like, HBO and BBC said, oh, we're going to do a TV show. And then that took about four or five years before that materialised. <laughs> But like, So I'm kind of, in a way, happy that this failed, and so they had another go at it. But the one thing that kind of annoys me more about it as well was that Philip Pullman pretty much just signed over the rights to this film. Did he? It oh. was like they just dumped money on him and said, can we make a film? Yeah, here you go, do whatever you want with mortgages, it. Mate. Gotta with mortgages, mate. Got to pay those mortgages. So I think he's got a bit more creative control over the TV series. But, I mean, the TV series is brilliantly cast as well. Uh, the, the girl who plays Lyra, Daphne Keane, is she, mm. uh, she's much better than the one from the film. Mm. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she played mm. X. Is it X twenty three? Yes, is that her name. Yes, in, in Logan. Yep.
3: Yeah. Oh uh, so okay.
2: Yeah, so she's really good. Like, uh, and we're up to season two now. Season three is meant to be coming in next sometime next year. That buzzing. But I've been really, really enjoying that, and finally got like a a good adaptation. Yeah, of like one of my favorite series. But yeah, this film just shut the bed the ball, <laughs> shut the bed, drop the ball with the writing, drop the ball with the changes. It it wasn't daring enough. Yeah, they got scared. They got scared basically of going where the book goes. I mean, if they should have got to a third film as well, I'd have loved to have seen them what they do with that. Because spoiler alert again, <laughs> Nicole Kidman's character kills God. What? Oh, as you do. <laughs> wow. Wow!
0: Old day aside, you love a bit of that. So, oh, wow! Can you imagine?
2: Can you imagine the churches of America <laughs> hearing about that in a film? And they will be like, "Killed by an Australian!" Yeah, like they got enough of the first book changed, where it paints the church in a bit of a nasty light. Never mind, like,
4: <laughs> wow! If, God- it, if, if if there's God killing involved, surely it qualifies for an anime
2: version. Oh yeah. trust me I've seen no, many uh, gods
4: being destroyed in animates
2: <laughs> god is not predict it not shown in a a good light a, mm. not not in a light where he's all powerful and mm. thing you've it's, got me more not, intrigued to maybe too watch bad. the show yeah i'm really hoping the, sh- the show so far has done well with it yeah. and like it's, it is touching on those themes it hasn't doesn't seem to have been scared to go where it goes in the in the books so hmm. i'm hoping that they don't chicken out when it comes to the season three.
1: I think the film still got grief though, didn't it? The uh, from the oh, Christians. So grief, they watered yeah. it they they watered it down so it appeased them and they still weren't happy and the original fans weren't happy, so it just failed on both counts.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: At <laughs> just, least it didn't uh, ruin Daniel Craig's career, point. did it? Well, it was <laughs> middle of he was in the height of Bond. Yeah. Or oh, he just started as Bond then, so he was alright. Yeah, uh, he's Doing alright. He was doing alright, yeah. <laughs> old Craig. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Golden Compass. Oh, not to mention the fact that they even changed the name to appease the American audience. What did they change it to then?
0: Golden Compass. What,
2: what should it be? Northern Lights.
0: I prefer Northern Lights.
2: It's not even a It's not even a compass. Is it not? She has. <laughs> oh. no, no wonder they're confused. I was confused. I've, I've seen it. I saw it when it came out. It's I was, called I was the Lithiometer. Like, like, it's oh, golden hey. and it spins like a compass. It's not a compass. At no point does it point. North, North or South yeah. any direction say, I need to go this way. It tells the truth. It, it, it's an instrument where she can use to t- to find out truth an in detector. people and stuff. Basically, yeah, she she can find answers but like by using a, a code that's in within the pictures. Oh you're getting me married. Yeah, that's not what a
3: compass does.
2: I don't know about but your it's, compasses. It's not a <laughs> compass. So changing the name was like bad enough to start with. So
0: God damn you, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Done it again. <laughs> Excellent. Good choice. Uh, oh, bad choice. I don't know. Candy, you got?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Universal's Dark Universe.
0: Oh, you... um, oh wow.
1: Yeah. Here we um, go. Here we go. So, if you don't know about it, I'm sure probably most people do. In the early 2010s, Universal sort of planned a series of interconnecting films, ramping its old monster properties in the style of a MCU, so sort of like buddy-buddy monsters. Um, This potentially could have included Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, Wolfman, Phantom of the Opera. Okay. (laughs)
0: It's it's because they're all in the public domain. That's why this is happening. It's it's very cheap to
4: license because there's no licenses for them.
5: I'm sure sure Andrew
4: Andrew Lloyd Webber would have said something about Phantom of the Opera. He doesn't own that.
2: (laughs) I really like the idea of the dark universe. I liked the idea when they said they were going to do it. I but didn't obviously mate. Just,
1: just... Uh, Yeah, I'm. I'm absolutely with you. I'm so disappointed that this didn't work out. Um, so it was, it was supposed to start with Dracula Untold in 2014 and oh, starring fuck, congrats, Luke so. Evans. Yeah, everyone's forgotten it. I, Everyone who watched it a week later had forgotten it. I, I, um, I've
0: discussed that sh- that film on this podcast, uh, and and that surprise <laughs> ending. <laughs> Where he ends up in the modern day, so he can get into I the Dark the Universe. The
2: was meant to be start. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was well. See, this is the thing. They kind of brushed that under the. They brushed <laughs> Dracula and told under the carpet and said, actually, no, we're going to start with the mummy, um, which did possibly even worse than Dracula did. Um, now I can't really put my finger on why the mummy failed quite so spectacularly because I, I gave it a rewatch didn't run enough, today. Did I think that might have been the problem you see. Um, it was really um, it, it did Brendan
3: it's... Fraser in it.
1: No, it's not that moment. W- yeah, well, I think that might have been the problem was it lacked that little bit of charm and the Brendan Fraser mummy it actually it, the last film was awful. Um and it wasn't that long before the reboot so it was it was nine it was released 9 years before which in movie terms isn't actually not that, that long, long ago. No. Um and also there had been five scorpion king spin-off films which were still going when the, the um, problem mummy is came though, out. what
0: happened there is because the Brendan Fraser mummies, mummy films and its spin-offs they're just they're just its own thing and the mummy with Tom Cruise that's the hammer horror mummy isn't it it's too different yeah. and people didn't understand the difference so. Well,
1: not to mention they also tried to introduce um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. As, Hyde as the yeah. kind of yeah as the kind of Nick Fury of the whole, yeah. of the whole
5: Russell thing. Crow.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, in yeah
5: God, That's just, amazing. You won't like
0: me when I'm angry. Oh,
1: and I just yeah, I just I like Russell Crowe as an actor. He just he's not particularly charismatic. Um, and that was the same with Tom Cruise. And I normally find him pretty good as an actor in a as a good sort of action adventure actor. And there's just it all fell a bit flat. It wasn't a bad film. It just wasn't ticking all the boxes, really. It it was maybe, It maybe just came out at the right time. A lot of it was uh, set the in England time, as well, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was all set in London. The whole thing was mm. set in London. Um, it just it relied quite heavily on tired tropes as well, and the script was quite quite weak. And like none of it was particularly bad. It's just none of it was particularly good. There also was, um, (laughs) and I I posted a link in the Discord earlier. There was so the original cast of all the films, and I'm going to find it now. um, There was, uh, I know
0: Javier Bardem; he he was going to be in it, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, and Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Here we go. Let's get him up here. Here They had a
2: publicity shot, didn't they? They had it; it was already sorted. Oh yeah, the deals were signed. Deals were signed. So,
1: So it's Russell Crowe, Javier Bardem, Tom Cruise. Johnny Depp and, oh, I don't know who the lady is. That's
0: the lady who's the mummy.
1: The lady who's the mummy, yeah, yeah, so her.
0: (laughs) The lady who's the mummy. Sophia
2: Boutella.
1: Yeah, that's right. So they'd all had this um, publicity shot and it turns out it wasn't even, they hadn't all done it at the same time and it's really quite obvious when you look at it. photoshopped, isn't it? Photoshopped Mm. and you can see Russell Crowe has, has just kind of got his arm up as if he's meant to be holding on to something and there's just nothing there. So whether well, it was supposed to be a cane... His career. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, anyway, that's, that's irrelevant. It was supposed but, to
0: be the wolf man then, was it Bardette? Or Depp?
1: Depp was supposed to be the Invisible Man, I think, so oh, they really, really could have got anyone to play him.
0: Uh, they're not going to have Dorian Gray or anybody like that in it? Come on.
1: I mean, maybe eventually that was part of the... Mm. You would assume that would be part of the plan. Um, but anyway, th- this, these didn't see the light of day Anyway. <laughs> But I, I just Thankfully. wonder if they had maybe because Johnny Depp Johnny Depp hadn't been in any hugely successful films within the past five years. I mean, he did. Um,
4: he was in he was in that Mordecai, which was shortly. He was before in Mordecai,
1: this, which was which bleak.
0: Can he do the tourist? Spot. Is it called the tourist or something like that? Yeah, that was panned as well. I was fucking shy.
1: And the Lone Ranger as well, which was <laughs> <also did laughs> pretty Rangers bad. Rangers. <laughs> the the speaking Ranger. of failed
0: franchises, wow. there's one. Yeah. <laughs> The thing that ruined Army Hammer's career. And
4: himself. No, 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 no. Uh, Army Hammer ruined yeah. Army
0: Hammer's career. Yeah, I did. <laughs> wow, I forgot about Lone Ranger. What a sh- load of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it was a collection of middle-aged white guys, as, as always. And yeah. I think maybe it, people have preconceived notions of these particular actors before they even go into it, and it maybe just wasn't exciting for people. And it may have suffered because of that. It's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it, using big names like that? Maybe... People's interest would have been a bit more piqued if it was slightly more unknown actors or slightly more. It's a
0: shame um, because, in my opinion, like these are easy. Pro- like, like, like I said, they're all in the public domain, so anyone can do a Dracula film. Anyone can do a Frankenstein. You know what I mean? Anyone. Do- it's it, 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 that's why we always get them every few years. There's always going to be another Dracula film, another Frankenstein. All this, and it would it, w- it would have worked. But
1: I would have loved to see it work. It,
0: like I, like were, I, I remember them saying, like the the, the girl who played the mummy she was going to be like the the, the 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 main baddie in it all and like that was going to be the link she's going cuz obviously she's a supernatural being she can not die and stuff like that and i don't know I don't...
2: wasn't it wasn't it the rumors that tom cruise is going to be what's his first Van Helsing it's yes. going to be yes. like a descendant from Van Helsing yes. or something. he's going to find yeah. out
0: he had the blood of Van Helsing <laughs> like
4: see, that, see, yeah.
2: see, see the, the thing is like this this
4: kind of thing could work but you have to take it in different directions of what they tried you either take it down the route of the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing film where it's everything camp- in one film <laughs> well, yeah, but, but, but you know just camp as fuck yeah. and silly yeah or oh! You, you take it down the kind of the low budget horror of what Hammer originally was, where yes, you have yeah. unknown actors and actresses yes. playing it, and you play it for scares. Yeah, mm. you either go super camp or go for scares. The Don't problem, try and make it this dark, moody bullshit. you I which see is what with, we ended it, up with
0: I mean, I, I, we've all read the books and stuff, we've all seen the original films and that. Like, let's say the Wolfman, for instance. Well, the Wolf, the Wolfman, the Wolfman. <laughs>
1: Oh, the Wolfman, <laughs> the, the
0: Wolfman's road. <laughs> yeah, the Wolfman is a completely different like genre to Frankenstein. Do you know what I mean? Frankenstein's yeah, exactly, science yeah. fiction, the Wolfman's horror. You couldn't have played them all identical. That's that's no, the, no. And it's like, oh, we're making a dark universe, but we're going to do it
4: in the modern day. You, you didn't have to do that. I think. I think. Also, I think. Also, the concept of having it as a shared universe thing. So it's weird, isn't it? It, it? It's weird for that because, like, with Hammer Horror and Universal monsters and stuff like that, they were just all separate films. Yeah, they never they're just clashed. Made By the same studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, never clashed, Never stood on each other's toes. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't need a fucking Doctor Jekyll as Nick Fury.
5: You
3: know. We <laughs> <laughs> know, this Avengers team up. That's old England's. Ass. I mean,
5: why wouldn't you have?
0: <laughs> why wouldn't you have Van Helsing as the Nick Fury? That makes more sense, doesn't it? The guy that's, mm, yeah. that knows all the tricks. But, oh, God. Oh,
1: this is... But who would they have, like, assuming they all came together in a film after they'd all been introduced, who would the baddies been fighting against? The
0: main baddie would have been
4: Satan, surely.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It, it or, just... or, 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 or maybe, maybe
4: they would be, be fighting. Yeah, Dracula's probably. Or maybe they would be fighting against Van Helsing. Van Helsing's hunting them down. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got to team up against this this Austrian bloke this
1: (laughs) goody
0: wow oh god Um, so weird (laughs) so weird
1: I mean it is worth noting that they are they are rebooting the films but kind of separately they've just kind of thrown the yeah yeah we'll get
0: get it every five years I promise you same with Sherlock Holmes nobody owns that anymore (laughs) (laughs) just do what you want
1: uh, but yeah, I'm just—I'm really disappointed it—it it wasn't handled correctly because that—that would have been absolutely up my street, and it would have worked so well for Universal Studios as well, like the um, the Halloween horror nights and everything they did. I would have loved to see quite a like you said, quite a campy version. And two uh,
0: good things came from it, to be fair, in my opinion. Uh, the logo looked incredible. Yeah. And there's the Mummy Demastered game is fucking brilliant. Oh, it's one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. It's incredible. The spin-off from the Mummy film. It's fucking brilliant. It's got nothing to do with the Mummy, no, Mummy no. film. No, no, it hasn't. It's got a Russell Crowe cameo at the very beginning. A pixelated <laughs> Russell Crowe. The best version of Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, oh, that's a fucking strong pick. It, it's going to take a lot of topping in that. But, but I really do hope um you've got a, a kind of a... A dark universe of a sack underneath that desk there, gadget.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and it's all sack. Oh god. <laughs> uh, to, and to be fair, this one's really, really um, inspired the audience. So some of these are fucking massive as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, there will be uh, some of my mentions as well. Some of these.
4: Uh, terrestri- terrestrial extras starts us off with their uh, Star Wars Battlefront. I love that I'm assuming oh. he's talking about the rebooted franchise, Probably. not the original one. Um, I loved the first game. It was pretty simple. I wasn't very good at it, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Number two was announced. I was excited for more. And then the reviews came in with the whole microtransaction controversy. Give me a great dislike for EA. And now when I do buy their games, I do it begrudgingly. I wanted to play the second, but couldn't bring myself to buy it even once they fixed it. I'm so glad the Star Wars franchise is
3: out of their control now. A hey, fucking man? Absolutely, brother. <laughs> How do you have a license like Star Wars? <laughs> fucking up so bad. Great- Game engine, and yeah, think about who's got it. Game now. that people like, and then fuck it up. Yeah, so, like
2: money, more
4: Badly. The <laughs> yeah, um, actually, to be fair, the hardest thing I have with Battlefront 2 is because I do because it's on Game Pass. I, I tried playing it recently. I tried playing the campaign because everyone was saying like the campaign supposed to be pretty good, it's, it's like one of the better stuff. Star- you, you you play someone in the Empire, and you you start off, you're killing rebels on, on Endor, yeah, fine, you start up. And then there's literally just one level where she's like, Oh, where are the baddies. Oh, I'm going I'm to my buddy now. now. And, yeah. this
5: is like, <laughs> Ah, stop fuck? doing it. It's,
3: it's just... all about the multiplayer is fixed now. And it's actually, if you want, I don't know, an hour, a couple of hours of Star Wars fun. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. There's
0: 9 yeah. billion games out at the moment. It's September. I ain't playing no Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> Not a chance.
4: Uh, Leroy Francisco comes in with a game I've mentioned before actually he says the Xbox 360 game enslaved Odyssey into the West was a great game that I would have loved a sequel to I don't think it sold that well though it's based on the Chinese story Journey into the West uh, only it's set in a post-apocalyptic earth hundreds of years in the future the gameplay was great and it looked fantastic for the time I think the Horizon games took a few ideas from the aesthetic of the game as inspiration and I believe Alex Garland author of The Beach and writer of Dread wrote the game and Andy Serkis uh, played Monkey the main character
0: yeah, that, a good it was. Song. It, was, it was, game. There was a lot of slavery undertones and a nice, like, um, like. I mean, it's called enslaved. No, I mean, I mean, like, there the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a strong commentary on what, what it takes to be a slave and the slave master and stuff yeah. like that. It was quite, quite, quite a good game. Yep.
4: Yeah. Uh, friend of the show and enemy of Oodles monks boys written in. <laughs> he says, uh, "I am number four, a franchise that had such promise but didn't bring home oh, the bacon." Yeah vaguely remember that being advertised Yeah, I, never I, saw it. I, I remember that getting quite a big push on like Facebook and stuff like that
3: yeah I don't remember that too
4: mm. um, he, he also goes on to say Medieval, the legend that was Daniel Fortescue bumbling around as you desperately try not to fail whilst platforming
5: mm.
4: <laughs> and uh, can I also mention Fallout a franchise that has <laughs> failed more times than it's succeeded <laughs>
5: <Shotspired>. <laughs> hey
4: Medieval though the first one um, I
0: fucking love that game yeah, and then the second, the second one, second, they rushed second... it out. It was a shite. And then yeah. the remaster doesn't play like I remembered.
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the problem. No, the, re- well, the remaster's more just like a remake because it, mm. it feels different to the original. It feels really different. I thought that, I, I, I remember the, the original on PlayStation being really fluid. and But then again, yeah. I, I was a young boy. Uh, Natalia said, okay, okay. What about Woolworths?
5: <laughs>
4: they thinking Rip. outside the box. So, yeah. Some of my happiest memories as a kid would be getting a fiver and jollying through the shop and what to spend it on: a pack of Pokemon cards, save it for a new PlayStation game, some coloring pencils and pens. I fucking love stationery. Either way, <laughs> Woolworths was a franchise. I was gutted when it died. Sure, it lacked direction; it didn't keep up with the times. But it was literally the highlight of my week going in there. By hours, there was a smelly homeless man outside who was a bit scary. <laughs> Or how about the pick and mix tubs and walls of sweets that goes on for longer than the Nile? I learned how to squish sweets into those three-pound tubs like a fine art form. A <laughs> finely curled giant snake to top it off but avoid those hard sweets like the plague. Did I ever tell you about... Um, I, I passed a job interview for Woolworths two weeks before the shutdown. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, you finished so your response. I got accepted and
0: everything. Yeah, you're the I got accepted and I, I obviously never got to orientation.
5: <laughs> uh, pick and mix
2: is just like because Wilco's is where our Woolworths was now. Same. And they obviously have pick and mix there, but it's not as big as the Woolworths one. The Woolworths one was so big. And Covey, Wilco's like is a Max. If you Maxx were a really is nice,
0: kind of honest right, person, cover your ears now. But it was so easy to nick. CDs from yeah, Woolworths. Yeah. Oh my God, they didn't care. Woof, 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 just putting them all in your coat.
2: I'm out of um, here. Man, I, I Fucking was, wronging. I, I was, was. you literally had to take it to the counter and they had it like in a sleeve, yeah. oh, right. so you couldn't. Oh. You just took.
5: took Nicking the, everything, the,
2: everything in Woolworths, me. That's probably they part put of the, the box problem. box out but kept the sleeve behind, like in CEX.
1: I got PJ and Duncan's album on cassette from Woolworths. Mm. It's my strongest memory.
2: It's a rumble. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I still get the pick and mix and eat them as I was put them in. No, they well. still do yeah, that, mate. Right? Got to oh, still that do that. Got, got to sample them. <laughs> My daughter's like she's like that she's eating. i was
2: just like stop
5: doing that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're not bringing you again.
4: Uh, Rob Shack has come in saying a failed franchise, fairly fresh on the mind, has to be Anthem. Yeah, I pre-ordered the game, paid full price, Same. but actually enjoyed the 50-ish hours I played of the campaign. That being said, it was basically dead on arrival and a pitiful effort to support and resuscitate the game predictably fell a few marathons short of the desired finish line. <laughs> its demise highlighted many things wrong with the gaming industry today, such as half-baked products shipped to naive fools like myself becoming the norm at launch mm. and no-man's-sky levels of commitment to the project by the devs because it won't make a fuck-ton of coin for them as quickly as possible, so it's easy to bin it off and move move on the, to the... move to the next teat to the milk. What? <laughs> that doesn't make English.
5: Get <laughs> it off and move
4: on to the next tea to milk. There you go. There we go. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I got bloody Irish. I got that because I was
0: uh, weaning myself off a of Destiny, and I finished. It. <laughs> so you went for a Destiny? phone. Yeah. I, I, I finished <laughs> that campaign, and I didn't know about the fact that the
4: starting gun's the best gun in the game, and I, I struggled. I, 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 <laughs> I got it. I got it for free with my graphics card, and I wanted a refund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's dreadful. It's,
0: it's good but it looks it it the... It's good for the first like 10 minutes of flying around. That's the problem.
3: And then it just Do You remember that video when someone uh, joined the game for the first time in a raid and joined it at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to kick the poor guy out saying, "If you've not played this before, no, it's my first time. Oh, you need to leave." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so um... what
4: a failure. Rob finishes off saying the mechanics and the basics of the game were bloody great and should be picked up and done properly from scratch by competent developers. And I still can't wrap my head around Bi- BioWare being this incompetent. I can. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did,
3: though. They tried. They, they tried to rebuild it and then they canned that as BioWare well. BioWare, uh, yeah. they,
4: they,
0: they've been dropping the ball for ages like fucking like Andromeda and
2: uh, yeah, dying uh, out on previous success. Yeah.
4: It's yeah. Shite. John Cheatham has said Terminator. Just can't get this right. An invincible man <laughs> from the future who has come to kill you should be fertile ground for action and horror. Two genres the original film splits the difference on basically perfectly. They keep trying to remake the classic blockbuster redefining sig- uh, first sequel with the barrel scraping turd that is Genesis being the franchise's <laughs> lowest genesis.
2: <end>. Genesis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: There's been so much Sarah Connor that she's been played by both Cersei and Khaleesi. Sarah Connor. That's nothing. C- that's nothing compared to the procession of John Connors that have pouted across the screen.
2: Oh, See, this is Perhaps. interest, isn't it? Sorry. Um, yeah. It's Technically, it's not failed financially.
4: No, it's not. No. Artistic, they make money. Artistically,
2: <laughs> after the yeah, first two, it's just... Yeah. Critically option. as well.
0: Yeah. yeah.
4: Perhaps it's the old problem of narrative potential slaughtered on the altar of law. Yeah. They keep wheeling out Arnie. The stakes are always planetary because it's hard to one-up a world-killing self-aware AI, but it's all forgettable, and they reboot it again a couple of years later. I enjoyed Dark Fate with its bevy of ass kicking leading ladies while I was watching it, but I'd be hard pressed to tell you anything that happens in that movie. A failed franchise that contains two of the best sci fi movies ever made, but at this point it's a total failure nonetheless.
2: Ba-bum, ba-bum, yeah. ba-bum. I, I love how they keep wheeling really? Annie out and then having to come up with backstories to explain why he's old. <laughs> nah, why, why he's shorter. <laughs> yeah. and Genuinely, Dark Fate's like...
0: the best attempt to.
2: Uh, the, uh, yeah, apart from the fact that it was just like, oh, this Terminator has completed he, he his ages. job. <laughs> so he went and became a family man. Yeah,
5: <laughs> <It's> like- yeah.
2: <laughs> And they
0: even say in that film, he doesn't have sex with him. It's not a, It's not a sexual relationship. It's just my husband. Just <laughs> looks after him. <her. laughs> we can all relate to that, can't we? <laughs> uh- <laughs>
5: hey.
4: Hey. Ray has said uh, the Deus Ex franchise has been receiving love for decades, mm. but after the less than expected commercial performance of Mankind Divided, sequel development was put on hiatus despite good reviews. The word hiatus may sound like the brand hasn't been gutted, but considering the copyright holder Square Enix has been shifting its focus to MMO, mobile game, and even manga publishing, the break may be indefinite. And this is how it is. Like, Mankind Divided is a great game. It mm. ends a bit too early, but it, it is a great game. Square Square Enix wanted it to sell five million copies. Stupid! It's a fucking Deus Ex game. Stupid it's a, it's a it's a hardcore sci-fi cyberpunk game. It's
0: never going to sell five million copies. I I, I, I all to this day I adore the original. Oh uh, yeah,
3: uh, I love all of them. I think they've been great. Invisible One,
0: Invisible War. Invisible War. Oh, come on, uh, you didn't I, it I, down. I, I still
3: enjoy playing. Give it. Up. It's not the best one by any means. I enjoyed it. Though. I don't
0: think it's ever hit the heights of the original the ones on the ps4 yeah fine i liked him i don't like his voice hey i'm gonna go inside that building uh i can't even do it he voice. sounds like snake
5: no he
4: doesn't he sounds worse yes he does doesn't. no the the, the one of them to sound like snake. anyway uh, ray goes on to say it reminds me of Shadowrun. run shadow run return game trilogy are delivering better and better gameplay stories and characters Agreed. as the series progresses But because the tabletop game they based it on is owned by Microsoft as part of an acquisition, the studio that made Return found it a monumental task to negotiate further deals to use the IP, putting the title in hibernation. In the meantime, Microsoft may not even realise they own the franchise because it's buried (laughs) under a six feet long list of IPs that it owns. As a fan of these two titles, the future isn't very bright for me. Copyright is essential for protecting creators. However, in some cases, it's left good franchises sitting in the vaults of big corporations, never to see the sunlight for years, if ever. I can only wish there would be a, a way around these copyright hogging practices, which is why I keep saying Kanalmi needs to let go of Silent Hill. Mm. Metal Gear. I'm Mel Gear. Metal Gear. Uh, Debbie Punky. Punky has come in with another fucking essay, hasn't he? He, 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 he won't. He won't email in for ages, and then when I he comes back. This on the... <laughs> yeah, you did. This is your. This is your fault. Is today. this on a bridge? So, unabridged Would you we'll just let the let the hatred flow. Drop in.
3: So if he was drunk, it was probably written under a bridge.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Dearest mountainous estaminets. Wow. I'll take it. Yeah, don't even Yeah. A pleasure as always to, to be writing into the Fantastic Four. Failed franchises this time. Stig reached through the digital expanse of Discord and violently fingered an old wound with a salty digit this week. <laughs> The Dark Tower, beloved happy accident series from Stephen King. The lowbrow and less sophisticated variant of Dan Brown. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Dark Tower movie had been rumoured for over a decade. Different directors, actors and writers were all rumoured to have been connected at different times to tackle his gargantuan series and wrangle it into a visual media form. The most popular rumour seemed to fly around the internet was of movie entries intimately linked with the TV series. Yep. So the grand spectacle events would happen on the big screen, while the world building and character development could be done from the comfort of our sofas. Best of both worlds. These rumours died down eventually until Stephen King released a novella that sat between books four and five called The Wind Through the Keyhole, which was a little (laughs) whack A jumped up fairy tale similar to his early work, The Eyes of of the Dragon. An inoffensive romp by itself, but for anyone expecting another chapter with a beloved quartet, you are shit out of luck. It was around this time that rumours of Idris Elba being cast as Roland Duchesne began to surface. This started a backlash because, as everyone knows, only gnarled 70-year-old white men can be gunslingers. (laughs) Yes, Clint Eastwood was the inspiration for the character's appearance in the novels. King has repeatedly mentioned seeing Eastwood's icy stare at the cinema, one of his first experiences of a colour picture as being the moment he created the gunslinger in his mind. But for fuck's sake, this was after Gran Torino the road to the dark tower is hazardous perilous journey with more twists than a chubby checker tribute act that cowboy was not fit for the adventure ahead so in my mind elbow was a fucking fine choice man has a gunslinger sharp eye this was only reinforced when Matthew Mac- he's, actually ty- <laughs> he's actually typed it Matthew Mahogany <laughs> caught me off guard there uh, was confirmed to be Randall Flagg old snake hips himself as the man in black what a fucking pair up These rumours would eventually come to fruition, and we were told to prepare for the first Dark Tower movie as it began production. So this seemed like a great excuse to reread the series, which I did. It still held up, a few niggles that I didn't notice the first time around. The book could be summed up by watching High Plains Drifter and singing Hey Jude. Jude. (laughs) (laughs) The Dark Tower follows Roland, the last of the Order of Gunslingers. Mm. Think the Knights of the Round Table with revolvers. Trained as the lawkeepers keepers of their realm, able to com- combat magic, monstrosities and villains with quick wits and quicker hands, Roland has an obsession with making his journey to the Dark Tower, and the series revolves around his struggle to get there. On his way, he finds people that recruits to his cause. I'll not list the characters here. Go read the fucking books. Gadget hasn't got all evening to read out this shite. You're fucking right, I don't. (laughs) So when the movie came around, we went as a group. We had our tickets booked about a month in advance. Middle, centre, bucket of popcorn, box of cans smuggled in. We were in for a treat. Yeah, boy. When the movie was over, we left. There wasn't the usual raucous (laughs) chatter that usually erupted as we all entered cinematic critic mode. I looked over my own cartet of misfits. And we felt we were all in the same boat. Our dreams of a cinematic universe of the Dark Tower being ripped down, shat upon, and left to die in the street. So what went wrong? Without exaggeration, everything. This is one of those malfactors that that just alienates fans of the source material and leaves newcomers nonplussed. I'd hate to think the amount of people who've watched this decomposing mountain of wank and thought to themselves, Well, I'm glad I never wasted my time reading the books. (laughs) <laughs> I can think of no greater sin and everybody involved should be fucking ashamed of themselves. This was truly the wind through the keyhole all over again. This movie has forgotten the face of its franchise. Genuinely a bit sad now. They'd be punk.
0: Yeah, he's not wrong. I, that, that film, I, it's one of my favourite series of books ever. Like, I mean, I don't know if I agree with him, but I don't think Gunslinger's the best. I don't think he said Gunslinger's the best book, but for me, no, he didn't. it's number two, the drawing of the threes. The, it's, uh, that's, yeah. That fucking got me right into it. But that film, yeah, same. oh, that film, <laughs> it's just, it's just shit.
3: <laughs> I got excited in, um, you've seen the movie The Mist? Yeah. yeah. There's a scene in there where one of the characters drawing a painting, yeah, I know. and it's the yeah. Dark Tower, yeah. and I was just like, oh, my God, there's a movie coming, they're hinting at it, I was just so
0: You got excited. Randall Flagg, he, he always appears, doesn't he, and everything, it's just, oh. oh, it's just, oh, it does my fucking head in there. I don't even think Stephen yeah. King fucking cares. That's the problem. <laughs> I didn't care. It's a
3: fucking problem. They make a good TV series, though.
2: Yeah, that's the, tra- the point. The, 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 that was the idea yeah. to do part of yeah. it. was meant to be a mixture Did they of TV they do the Stan TVs? TV
3: show? They have. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's
0: all right. Yeah. Mm, never mind. I love I love that book as well. Yeah, d- just because the film's shit, don't miss out on the books. Please. Just, yeah, read the
4: books. Yeah, great. So. Nimrod Hicks has come in saying Dear Monotonous Enunciations (laughs) With regard to the briefcase in Pulp Fiction my reading of its use has always been that Tarantino is outright having a knowing joke with the viewer Mm. I believe he fully understands the briefcase is pointless and uses it to mock the MacGuffin as a device in and of itself Mm -hmm. and when I watched Jules open it at the end I half expected Quentin's head to pop from the case (laughs) give a wink and the gun to the camera and say see what I did there? just the way I see it and I'm probably wrong but hey ho there you go As for potential franchises that didn't come to fruition, my offering is Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. Oh, yeah.
5: The 2003
4: movie is a wonderfully well-shot, gripping epic set at sea on a British warship during the Napoleonic Wars. That's great. covers covers many areas and issues intelligently, including class politics, the pursuit of science, anxiety, and even workplace bullying. The two central performances from Captain Jack Aubrey and his confidant, the ship's surgeon, Dr. Stephen Maturin, by... Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany respectively are beautifully nuanced and the chemistry from the pair is evident throughout. The movie went on to critical acclaim and was nominated for 10 Oscars bagging only two but it was up against the third Lord of the Rings yeah. film which otherwise <laughs> Oscar swept the board.
5: Bait.
4: <laughs> Yeah. Given the source material from Master and Commander is a series of 20 books one could have expected that more movies may follow. However the massive costs and only moderate commercial returns sank the whole
2: ship and it's a crying shame.
0: Yeah. It, a good well, film, that. it had Billy Boyd in it as well, well from right Lord now, of the Rings.
2: Nimrod Hicks. It's coming back. They're doing another what? one.
0: Yeah, I've heard yeah.
2: that. Not with this cast. No, not going to be the following cast. But they're doing, They're doing a Master and Commander film again to try and oh, potentially get a that original few great. films out of it. So fucking good. Mm.
4: And uh, last up for tonight, Angry Kurt Best Boys popped in saying uh, the failed franchise that comes to mind for me is the PS3 exclusive Haze. I remember there was a lot of hype around this I can't game. Remember it was this the first game from. First game from Free Radical following their success with the Time Splitters games, but despite Hayes being dubbed as the PlayStation's Halo Killer, it wasn't. I don't even remember. It it. ended up being a very poor FPS. Exactly. From what I understand, and effectively led to the end of the studio as I don't think they made anything after Hayes. It wasn't a Halo Killer, and it wasn't even a Touch on the Kill Zone games. So Uh Hayes 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 was like a sci-fi shooter where I've never even- I'm looking at it now. It's got a
0: 55 metacritic. I have never seen that in my life, <laughs> that, that, that box art, I have never right seen it.
3: If you've got a PlayStation, it was one of the very first avatars you can. I have. mean,
0: I did skip yeah. that generation mainly, more
4: or less. So, 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 so the whole thing with it was um, that you were just soldiers soldiers in a kind of a war zone. You would take these combat enhancer drugs that would like give you almost like superpowers yeah. to fight the enemy. And then it you, you get cut off from the supply, and it turns out you were the bad guy all along. No way! Yeah, yeah without when you without without the drugs, you see that like the, the actual evil acts that your squad have been doing. I'm
0: looking at the screenshots, and I, I, I can see the, the it's so beige. I can see the Halo <laughs> inspiration there, but with, with no with, it was
3: literally with no Sony was saying we've got a Halo killer here. Yeah, yeah.
5: Any anything that.
2: that is announced as. A something killer never usually never is does. always going to fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never say that. Never.
0: Oh, the box art—the the, the American box art it's even worse than the the PAL one. <laughs> Got it? Yeah. Like, oh, I
4: mean, it was a shite game. It, I I I think I had it on a rental for that's like a day. the First time I've ever seen, seen that, that in my life. Oh, watch watch some videos on it. It's fucking hilarious. It's so bad. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's that's the mailbag this week.
0: Wow, wow, that was a big end.
4: It was. Oh no! It's emptied everywhere.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Emptied out. Yes, excellent. Thank you all for uh, writing in, and thank you guys for just unloading that. We needed that—a bit of catharsis. Do you know what I mean? We needed that. F- felt good to rant. Let's get some fast hmm. Fantastic far in his lives. So it's now time for the socials and a sneak preview of what we'll be doing next week.
1: Yay. So thanks to a lot of hard work from our Stig, we've got a new website, which is modernescapism.co.uk. What? Oh, it looks lovely.
2: Very <laughs> slick, Stig. Thank you. I know it's frustrating. It's really this good. Done my <laughs> I'm done, I'm done with
0: this shit. I'm out of here.
2: That's why I was. That's why I was a bit miserable on that and uh, that PlayStation stream because I was trying to get something to work and it was just fucking. <laughs> we could see honestly. <laughs> I saw
1: the bead of sweat. I did
2: all these icons and everything, and it was all. And you look on the desktop version; and it looks really good, and it, you can click on these icons. You can go through it. As soon as it got to the mobile version, it just fucks it all up. And I was like, looks good now, okay. now, though. Yeah, so I had to change the icons to normal ones rather than what I'd already mm. spent time doing, but there we go.
1: It looks very good anyway. Yeah. So uh, you can find a link to all our socials and contact details on there, Ooh. and I heard a rumour that perhaps from October we might also have a link to our store, but what? more about that in the next couple of weeks. <gasps>
3: Biggie foot um, feet pictures. Left is off a... my uh, OnlyFans uh, link. Yeah, there. you're
0: going to get some Biggie feet pictures, finally, printable.
4: <laughs> and signed it's for one.
2: And everything. Oh, God transverse
4: or <laughs> wipe clean I
2: mm. uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh,
1: don't want to know how they're sticking oh, oh, oh. But, but as always you can find us on twitter at modern escapism or if you have any comments you can either tweet us at or email us at modernescapismpod at gmail.com someone had to remember that can...
3: can... <laughs> <laughs> just then one week off bi- <laughs> <laughs> my cat bit my
1: foot oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was looking down why do
3: you still have that
0: cat <laughs> oh. You don't, don't choose know. your family. He's
1: cute. He's cute. Um, well, unless unless yes, you can join
5: O'Connor. us. On oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Ooh.
5: Uh,
1: or you can join us on our wonderful Discord server. Is what I've been trying to say before I got bitten. <laughs> Savage <Yes. laughs> If you'd like to join us, fumbling our way through games, you can find us on Twitch.tv/slash Modern Escapism on Saturday. Oodles does a variety stream.
4: Sometimes.
0: Got
1: anything planned?
0: Uh, Maybe. No, I don't know. I need to get Half Life Two done. Don't I really? People yeah, they've ma- been asking for the it. The people demand it, and I bought it. So you know what I mean. Got to be done. So that'll be the f- the next thing I do. Will be that
4: when I do it. Just when when you do it, mm-hmm. no one knows. Yeah,
1: maybe, maybe Saturday. We'll see. Uh, Mondays we've got Biggie dies. Biggie's carrying on his playthrough of Dark Souls, and he did beats.
3: Onstein and Smo? The, uh,
1: yes, them. Um, so he did really well, so I'm excited to see where that the hurdle's goes.
3: over, mate. Wednesday. I'm mixing it up this time. I'm just going to do a um, one death run, basically, oh. just to see how far I can I don't get. think you'll get out of oh, the asylum, cool. mate. <laughs> <laughs> nice joke, that
0: one, for all you Dark Souls fans.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dark Souls, yeah. Uh, Wednesday Gadget <laughs> does a variety stream, and are you carrying on with Sea of Thieves?
4: Yeah yeah, I mean yeah I mean, Stig should be doing Sea of Thieves. And after that the yeah, player should be Fast and Furious Crossroads, I believe. Fuck off.
1: Yeah, it's got your code for
0: it.
2: <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I want everything. Everything the game I want the games played. Yeah. I want the, the the TV show watched. I want everything well, in me, this franchise. Well me and Stig did
0: Loki. We got we got right into it, didn't we, pal?
4: Yeah, yeah. you were enjoying it. What
2: I, <laughs> it. So. I enjoy listening to you more, like, hating it.
3: I was so shouty this week with the recording.
4: I was just I, giggling
3: half of that. I know, just... because I
4: was fucking ranting. I went off I on it.
1: <laughs> and then Thursday, I have my Candy's Creature feature, my horror stream, which we're uh, carrying on with Outlast, so dicks out for Harambee for that yeah, one. Boy. Um <laughs> As we've already chatted about, we've got our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> what
5: fucking year is this?
0: We've gone back in time. I had not thought about Harambe for ages.
5: Brian back
0: Oh, that could be the episode title.
5: Back to yet. the past. <laughs>
0: I'm not having dicks out for Harambi as my podcast title. <laughs>
5: it's not happening. It's not happening. Do
2: you know what as well? I, I just watched this. this the second time in the last 24 hours I've seen reference to Harambe as well. <laughs> Friend this of the guy show. Go- this guy goes around like um, conventions and just goes up to people and he's just like, oh, cool something costume is completely opposite. Mm. Like this guy's in this really awesome carnage costume. He's like, oh, cool, tickle me Elmo costume. And just like just for stupid reactions. Yeah, and he like there's a guy in a punt of the Apes, like original. Looks really good. Yeah. And he's like, cool Harambe costume and just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> so you're
0: playing the Harambe simulator on whatever day you play so on Thursday?
1: Thursdays is Harambo yep. Simulator, Thanks, yes. Sorry. And you can find us on Patreon. Um, we've already spoken about it. So you've got three tiers, £5 for Modern Escapees, £5 for Score Cheap, or £7.50 for the Biggie Bundle, which gets you both. Mm-hmm. Next week's topic is immediate dropping quality, and I think we touched on that a little bit today, didn't we? Um, with Heroes.
0: I think it's going to be more scathing, yeah. though, next week. Yeah, yeah? I'm bringing Heroes <laughs> up again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> What this is, what this is basically is, we're not talking about a gradual drop where something got worse and worse as it went on. So we don't need like our Game of Thrones season eight kind of thing. This is something that started amazing and then literally the second thing that came out, the follow up was just shite.
0: Yeah, like literally, you wake up next morning, it's dropped off a cliff in front of your eyes. It's gonna, it's gonna be scathing. <laughs> don't worry, don't, don't you worry.
1: I've already chosen mine and I think you're going to be upset. Uh Uh-oh. So that's the socials for you.
0: Thank you very much. And thank you all if you are not a patron supporter. This is the end for you. Your franchise is over. (laughs) And as always, we'll meet the patrons round the back. But for everyone else, good night. Bye.
5: Do you like oh, that?
2: Do you like that intro? It was very good. Really? Yeah, like it was good I wrote it, I didn't. You did. I didn't copy that one. No. Did you? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, 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 on some articles I was reading, I was like, that's a really good intro to this article. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> sorry.